Magic Without Fears, Hermetic Podcast. I'm your host, Frater R.C. For more and exclusive episodes, visit magicwithoutfears.com. Thank you for your support. Cool. And I have to consent. You have my consent, sir. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know that's a that's a new addition. I'm glad. I'm glad that is or something. Yeah, yeah. I think it's reasonable. Yeah, you know. Um. So, Cliff, it's good to see you in Nokia today. You've, you, you've. I'm really curious to talk about this completion of the Gebafel or ritual and the Libra Loga and and Enochian initiation in general. I think is a fascinating idea that hasn't gotten. Uh, a full shrift in the modern magical milieu. Yeah, I think you're right. I think like um, it's it was interesting. Like when I was first reading about this in Magus books in uh, the Twin Cities um, in Minneapolis, I should say specifically, because I grew up in St. Paul, so we we want we specifically say which city it is. But I was start I was reading, you know, just like this is like 20 years ago. I was reading this and that, and I did come across, you know, you come across everything else, you know, like, you know, witch magic and, and stuff like that. And some stuff spoke to me, other stuff didn't. You read about Crowley and the Golden Dawn and all of that. And, but D came up, but it was like, suddenly, like, there wasn't just that much more. And so you couldn't, you couldn't say any more about it because you didn't have any more materials to go off of anything to read, even secondhand at that point. But yeah. then all of a sudden in like 2014, for whatever reason, you know, it kind of came up in my mind again. I'm like, what am I going to do? So I started, I wound up getting uh, Duquette's, Lon Milo Duquette's Enochian Vision Magic, which, you know, people, you know, if people ask me about it, I say that's, that's the place to start because it really, it makes it easy to understand what's going on with this system. How did it sort of come about? But um, even so, I still find a lot of value in all of the other books because everybody's sort of bringing in their own perspective on it, you know, and what yeah. I, I don't expect everybody who's. Yeah, exactly. You've got you're holding up, uh, you know, good magic and practice or which, whoever good stuff. has it. good stuff. Yeah. 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 I mean, everybody. That's the thing is that's interesting about it is like you start getting into this and suddenly you realize it's almost as if like the angels as a collective set are using, are bringing in through certain parts, through certain people. But if you take it all together, you get a much better, you know, 360 degree view. And that, that 360 will probably come up later in the podcast, but uh, of, of what it is. So, yeah, I mean, I think that it's gotten a lot better from where we were, but it's still, it's still one of those things where you want to refer to a lot of different sources, I've only touched the primary sources a little bit. I mean, compared to other people who have been able to make out D's handwriting, you know, I've, I've, I'm, bar I'm barely, you know, past the first week of kindergarten with this stuff. But, you know, when it comes to the actual um, Libra Loga and stuff like that, I was able to like make that out more or less. You kind of have to like go through the process more. I don't know how many old manuscripts look at, you've looked at. This is like my first one where it's like an old manuscript, old timey lettering. But it was just like, you know, it was tough, like reading through it and just being like, okay, what is this letter? And did they mean this letter? And what did, could the, does this kind of look like something else? But so I don't know if you want me to just start at Loga or just that's, but that's my general take on Enochian is I'm, I'm glad that we've gotten like a lot of stuff out there, but I've been trying like with the blog to just put up stuff. Hey, this is what I've seen. This is what 
this is my experience with it. This is maybe a different way to approach certain things. Not everything, obviously. Some, I mean, why why would you change the call to the aethers? It's perfect as, as you know, it, it does what it's supposed to do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I noticed but, you're wearing your, your ring. Yes, you're, I'm wearing the ring. And the laman is, is uh, you know, whenever I'm working on it, I am. And so you wear um, it throughout the time that you're focused on the ritual. Exactly. You know, it's Aaron Leach in one of his books. You can tell I've read too many of his books to not be able to identify which one, but he said, you know, without this, I shall do nothing, you know, and clearly anything related to Ninokian. And it's funny, you know, despite the fact that it's been like the, the COVID time, the time of COVID, um, we, I have not, you know, A, I haven't gotten sick, but that kind of can be explained by the mask and not just generally not being exposed to other people. But B, it's like the number of injuries I've had relative to my general clumsiness has gone way down as a result. So it's it's been interesting. But yeah, so you get a like a little protective field on on top of that. Yeah. But um yeah, but yeah, it's it's I wear it whenever I'm I'm doing stuff. And just before we hit record on this, I was um uh working on the uh, an electronic e version of the uh, of Libra Logos so that people who are interested in it you know who may want to get started working with that can just hit print on the printer yeah. instead of having to do all that uh that hand copying which is what i did for seven and a half, and a half months although i do recommend the hand copying because yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like it's like you get it's your subtle body it changes it you know it's it's interesting like you you don't know how else to describe it unless okay have you done like yoga or pranayama or something like that do you understand the basics of the subtle body and if you get that if you get like you can actually feel the shifts in your body when you do that sort of thing then i can tell you okay yes this is what Enochian does, but it's like you have like a million of them and you have to like go every time you do a letter, it's like a little something else has opened up. Some of them you're going to be more aware of than others. But as you go through the process, it's like, whew, you get that uh, that what I call an angel high off of that. You know, it just changes you. It reconfigures your whole system. So I highly rec recommend it. <laughs> yeah. Had you, had you worked with many other magical systems before Enochian? Yeah, so what I I've, I've generally skewed uh, angelic. Um, so I before this I did um, it, 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 my way is like kind of crazy. So I've it was, uh, the one of the main people I focused on was like a lot of Scott Stenwick's techniques of like working planetary magic and stuff like that. Yeah. So I would do yeah I would do a lot of that, and um, I would uh, you know just here and there, you know just off and on. I wasn't you know, I've, I'm, I'm far from like, you know, the world's greatest magician or anything like that. I'm, I'm, you know, I was for a long time, I was quite lazy and wasn't doing everything. I just kind of would do it once in a while, whenever I saw a need that I felt was enough to have a magical intervention. But as far as that goes, yeah, I sometimes lately it's been angelic. So I've done like some shem workings, but it's, I'm really just kind of an out of the book guy. Sometimes I'll go a little bit farther. I mean, I'll try to like, if I think of an innovation, I'll put it on the blog. Um, and sometimes I'll do sigils and stuff like that, uh, you know, or, um, and, you know, I'll incorporate, uh, sometimes I'll just like cross different systems and try to like, like one example is like um, using like a sigil to help you actually achieve a better initiation into one of the sephira or sephirot, excuse me. So that's kind of like my approach. I'm just like, well, let me see this mix and match. I don't see why this couldn't be used with this, but it tends to work, you know, like if, if you kind of know what you're doing, you kind of know the background, you know, 
you'll figure it out. You know, you'll get, you'll start getting some results here and there, you know, and maybe you'll get, maybe you'll be way better than me, which chances are you will be. And just, you know, you'll, you'll be one of those people who, you know, you see something to full visual manifestation and then, you know, doors will move and all of that sort of thing. But, you know, so yeah, that's kind of my approach. I, I skew kind of angelic of late, you know, I've done some Shem stuff in addition to all this other stuff. I also, just real quick, I want to say, I also um, worked a little bit with um, this new, new system called UIZellian magic, which is based off of like the sixth and seventh books of Moses, which I know is like part of um, some has been incorporated into more um, uh, you know, ATR religions, uh, African traditional religions that's sort of been you know, shifted a little bit into that, or it was incorporated into that. I'm not sure which one. I want to say it was hoodoo. Mm. Um, I'm not. I'm not an expert on that sort of thing. In case you can't tell, folks at home, I'm white, so I <laughs> just don't have that much exposure to that. Sorry, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for those listening, if you want to see the video, this go to hermeticpodcast.com, and I'll have the video up there. Um, usually, I just put videos for like exclusive subscribers, but I don't know. I. I change my mind on things all the time yeah. and just go with the sure. flow like yourself often. Um, and, you know, we're here to serve people. It sounds, you know, this idea of, of, of being a purist to a tradition of depurism um, or of any structural paradigms for any magical practice or religion being something that should be self-contained or self-limited or restricted in some way. But then there's the reality of what we're talking about and doing, which is, working with this sort of flow of energy or spirit um and generally in my experience so the the most definitive quality that i've experienced of spirit tends to be a kind of transgressive movement spirit doesn't really seem to matter care about your limits and boundaries or like you know if you go pray to a rock shrine down here that the first nations built under the totem poles or in ireland they don't really seem to be like wait you're not part of our religion or you're not yeah. part of our faith right shame I've never on had, you yeah I've never they don't wag their finger at you <laughs> no and so you know yeah. we have this, this competing values of of limiting structures or self-contained structures and then uh trans transliminal experiences of it and um we see quite a vying for that and, and so how do you place yourself within your approach to Enochian and the ritual works that you've just massively undertaken. For those who don't know, for the Libra Loga and Gebafel is a 49-day epic massive ritual that sort of bookends the Enochian system with the 19-day initiation. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I'll, I'll sort of answer that in two parts. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, when I, if, if, if you, if we're talking models, I'm definitely more of a, um, I'm sort of somewhere between probably pantheism and panentheism uh, with a lot of, you know, polytheistic, you know, and, and angelic and spiritual, you know, uh, modules, I guess is the word I'm looking for that sort of pop up out of that uh, consciousness of, uh, of the divine. But yeah, I haven't, I haven't found that either. Um, one of the, th one of the sub things that I was trying to do with this working was, um, not just in general, it was trying to do it to, um, get into, you know, do a, do a deepening of the initiation into Chokmah, which is the Sefer of wisdom for people who don't know, um, trying to get that initiation deepened, uh, but also trying to, um, I was, I'm 
hoping that it will turn into a, a rainbow body experience, which is from a completely different system. It's from, you know, Tibetan Buddhism and, you know, it's a totally, it's a totally different thing, but, um, you know, that, so to me, it's like, eh, I, I think that, you know, I, I, do, I don't think that, I think you're absolutely right. I don't think spirit matter cares too much. As far as like, um, whether, you know, purist approach or whatever, I mean, it's tough because you don't know what gets lost in translation. Um, now you've brought, you've done way, you know, a bunch of Golden Dawn stuff that I haven't, I haven't really touched any of that. I've never, I mean, I've done, I mean, I've, I've learned basically when I started learning magic, I learned it, you know, like a lot of people my age, you know, learned it out of Modern Magic by Donald Michael Craig. You know, I went through a lot of those um, things. Yeah, that's what I was, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, um, but I never had like, went on to like a full, you know, uh, you know, order-based approach. I've been kind of solitary for most of my, you know, yeah. practice. And it's probably served me well because, you know, it, well, I, yeah, go ahead. It was almost impossible most of yeah. our lives to find any of such orders. Like, you know, it was a fluke that I found one in, in 94, 93. Yeah. Right. And then by yeah, and you started young. I, well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I, my first initiation was into yoga um in 88 and then mm. in, in 1991 i got my second initiation which is the adult initiation and you know and i was meditating twice a daily from age seven till so onward um, that is hardcore for, for you know a westerner yeah. you know <laughs> yeah um though yeah. actually not very strange if you grew up in the in community i grew up in which was uh you know the the maharishi transcendental meditation world uh, for better or worse, it, it, you know, they, they emphasize meditation and that's the main thing. And, and it's essentially what Christians would call centering prayer, the repeating mm -hmm. of a single mantra, like in cloud of unknowing, um, at the yeah. lower levels, of course, then you get into the 22 cities and all of that, that like my parents had done. And, and then you start bouncing up in the air, bouncing Damn. around. Bump, bump, I was going to say tw all What's 22 crazy? of them. What's crazy yeah. is, um, you know, when I was like five and I'd sit on my dad's lap and he would do the flying mantra, like they, you see these people, they're, they're bouncing higher than like I've ever been able to bounce even at peak fitness. Mm -hmm. So like there is something to that technique and the bringing of the Kundalini down within the burst of energy. And so yeah. anyway, I don't doubt it. it I don't like doubt fun. it. But yeah, no, I did find the Golden Dawn. That was cool. And I found a, a good group of people. So but the, yeah. the, 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 there wasn't, <clears throat> yeah, it, it's not the same thing as, as, as this kind of Enochian that we're talking about now. The Golden Dawn didn't have access to any of the stuff that we have today. And so exactly. really, really, uh, the Golden Dawn or still haven't really begun, in my opinion, to look at how to incorporate this stuff fully. Aaron Leach is at, probably at the forefront of it because he's one of the few people who uh, considers himself a deep purist, but also is a senior GD guy. And so, and it's sort of interesting, actually, here's a, one of those little things that comes up there. Um, he, he was telling you about wearing your ring, um, your wonder ring. Mm -hmm. One wondering, yeah, yeah. Uh, wondering by the power of Cap Captain angels. Planet, right? Wasn't that it? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's awesome! It's awesome. Um, I can't wait to to uh, you know uh, find one I like. Who who, who, mm -hmm. who made yours? 
Oh, I, I got it. I couldn't even tell you off, but I'll I'll look it up if you want. Mm. I can find. I, I want to say it was eBay or Etsy or something like that. It's it's very well done. It's like you know, gold plated. Obviously, I'm yeah. not made of money, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. It's have, um, have you have you made like the uh, the wax sigillum? Um, well, my my all my tools like that were stolen uh, a while back. Oh. You know? um, but I've got sorry, three, I've got three wax ones. Actually, I just cast a new one up there um, in a metal thing. I'm I'm comparing between the the plasticky ones and the metal ones right now. But I've got three casts now, and I'm just gonna engrave them. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. for the little ones, I'm probably just gonna get the ones from Jason Newcomb. Because yeah, that, that's I don't hardcore. Make three little, four little ones. Well, I wound up being able to do that, but I, for the longest time, I just practice and like, okay, I'll just put the design on there and I'll figure it out. You know, I'll make it work somehow. Mm. But what I said was like, um, I'll, uh, but after a while, I'm just like, well, let me just try, let me see what I can do with this. And it was, it was really exacting work, but eventually I was able to get something kind of approaching it off of those little four inch discs it's tough crazy it's it's tough you know but you know there's something some kind of compulsion i have i guess to keep on doing it maybe it's an angelic one i don't know for sure <laughs> um i'm trying to figure get the rippling off the the top side right which is why i i swapped mm. to a metal one and recast to see if the, it's, much, it's not much better did you have any success dealing with the rippling you know, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really get much. What I, I just used like a Python, uh, a little, you know, you know, four inch one, but I didn't, I didn't get it too bad. What the, I, the, I think it, the wax melts at like 160 degrees or something like that Fahrenheit. Uh, the, uh, but if you, what I would do is I would try to like take it outside and just leave it outside overnight, but I didn't get as much rippling hmm. um or if i did i would just like say well that's the bottom and that's where i'll like put in the and but the bottom part of the python itself was flat and it seemed to be okay so i didn't i didn't get too much of that i didn't i didn't go for like the perfect thing but yeah I, i've made a few of them I, I i just sort of have given a few of them away i haven't done like the whole thing uh i'm talking about the big one obviously the latest one i did i i used um I actually used Enochian letters wherever I could instead of English letters because I was, you know, sneaky I was thinking like that. of that for one of them. For for one, yeah. Of them. And I also am definitely on the back. I'm going to put the Agla in. Hebrew. Absolutely. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, it's not my fault. D's Hebrew sucked. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like <laughs> one of the things, and I haven't put this on my blog yet, or maybe I did. I think I put it under the Monus Hieroglyphica one he was like so excited about the Kabbalah and I think he just had like a couple of ideas about it but or like got it like secondhand I do not think he knew that much about the Kabbalah at all um, yeah and what I realized is like he's so this is like you know ultra nerdy level uh, yeah. so like if you if you because if you're reading the the MH in order to understand Enochian then you're really you're really peak Enochian nerd but um at any rate, what I what I saw was he had this uh, diagram where he would like he had the numbers one, two, three, four, and he would add up the one and the two that comes to three and then the one and the three that comes to four and then the one and four that comes to and he would do all of this. And I'm like, 
okay, well, that's great. And he's like, and this comes to 30 and this means this and that. And I'm like, okay, well, that's nice. And then for whatever reason, he did that again, but he did that with one, two, three, two. And I'm like, what, are you, what is this? This didn't make any sense to me. And then I'm just like, oh my God, he's doing bad gematria. He is add. He is making the, the. He's saying the word that you know the 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 yod hey vav hey, and he's saying the yod is one, the a the hey is two, the vav is three, and then the second vav hey is also two, and that's what that is, and Ooh. that's that's my theory on it anyway. Is like wow. he's just he just he, he didn't know that all of these letters actually already have a different value involved. But, but that's that that's my theory. Weird. That would be weird because yeah. Greek is the same. Like they're they're parallel. Like yeah, yeah. alpha beta gamma, aleph beta gimel. Yeah, same numbers, exactly. Same shit. Yeah, but I don't think he knew enough. I don't think he knew enough apsophy oh. to do that to know. But that's just my theory, man. Yeah, it's, it's possible. <laughs> like it's 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 entirely possible. Um, yeah. And, but yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, it's just. I mean, they, they had limited access to information uh there was also you know like judaism was illegal in england and a lot of places yep, um, yep. i'm sure jewish texts uh hebrew texts were not uh safe to necessarily have and all of that jazz so yeah yeah um, and who would he have learned more from uh i mean he I, he didn't have access to giovanni mirandola so no. he was just uh I think he knew Pastel or he mu he must have met him somehow or just read a book that referenced something or, you know, some of those techniques, but it's, it's interesting. I, I watched Sledge's videos on that. I'm like, man, this all comes together in what he, D was thinking. Did you know what's really crazy is um, it, it was discounted for the longest time that Raymond Lull had any connection with uh, Kabbalah because he never actually made explicit reference, but he had his circle, his spheres and his, his whole theosophy of the spheres that was very interesting and then finally it was re recently in academic terms that Moshe Adele discovered he was in touch with a Kabbalist in Italy the whole time mm. getting, get, getting taught and getting information given to him he just didn't reference it in his Christianizing of the principles that he saw within it um so it's some people just know how to it, keep a secret I guess <laughs> well you know I mean uh you know or or it's sort of important like you know uh Bruno learned that too late. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, hey, come sure. to Rome and tell us about all your discoveries. Sounds like a party. I feel like <laughs> it'll be a hot time. <laughs> oh, might even say smoking. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Can you imagine? Like, yeah, just like it. It reminds me of uh, of of like you know the, the just come to Rome thing is like Dave Chappelle said the 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 black man's trick of say, hey, no, just get out of the car. I just want to talk to you. I just want to talk to you, man. <laughs> He's like, I didn't want to talk to that person. <laughs> I want to fuck him up. Rome. Anytime someone invites you to Rome, be careful. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, the uh yeah, the Kabbalah stuff is is interesting. Jim, I mean, I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge hugely obsessed with the 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 numbers in comparison with other words and stuff. I think it is interesting, but yeah, I I, I mean it definitely speaks to a very essentialist metaphysics that i don't necessarily think serves us in every case um i like what yeah. justin sledge said the other day when someone asked him on the live stream um are you into are you a continental philosopher or anglo-american analytical one and he's like well i do both because i do philosophy i was like thank you yeah it's like you know 
people are constantly like, you know, people I've got right there, right there. I've got some, uh, a pile. I've got, um, John Caputo and Jacques Derrida. Oh, heresy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I've got, um, Alain Badiou's book on St. Paul and he's a French ethicist and, and a whole, just a pile of things like continental and, uh, and mixed, but yeah, we don't, we don't just, these aren't ideologies that you subscribe to like in politics. And, uh, that's one of the things I fear about with this, this, uh, with this idea that we should completely abandon university education because it's all infiltrated by Marxism or something like that. That's going to lead to like, that would lead to the loss of so much knowledge. Like first yeah. of all, what philosophy is, what the study of it is. Um, there's a lot of talk I get from people asking me about ontology and what that is. And that's what I wrote a lot about is ontotheology and, and that sort of, uh, rejection of, of, of it through the Heideggerian and Gadamerian traditions. But as we, if we reject all this stuff, people are going to fail to understand what it is in its whole. And, and we're seeing that already people starting to just cut these things up. It's like, these are thinkers. They're just trying to give us ideas about how to think. And those Mm -hmm. methodologies are tools, right? You don't just pick up a hammer and say, Hey, I'm a hammer guy. Fuck that bandsaw over there. (laughs) Anyone who uses a bandsaw is a heretic, right? Exactly. I'm a hammer guy. It's like, right. what are you talking about? Build a fucking right. house and shut up. <laughs> so, did you do Get the 19 done. day initiation ritual? Yeah. Well, in, in in my what I had read is that it was 18 days, but who cares, you know? Um, it, it, but yeah, I did the, to to imprint the furniture on you and all that jazz. Yeah, I did. I did. I did an 18 day version of that based on. Where, I want to say it was leech, but you go ahead. The the one I'm thinking of is where you uh, write your own, you know, conjurations and write your own. You you have to write an entire book. And on the 19th day, you put on the linen robe that you only wear once and you never use the book again. So you write these conjurate, these prayers to the main spirits of i don't think so tablets. i think oh, that's something okay, cool. i'll have i'll have to keep it I, 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 well the version i had was 18 days and you're talking you're you sort of go from like the 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 bottom of the hierarchy of the lesser angels and the caribs and the i think you start the with kings. the secret names okay yeah yeah i don't i don't think i did that then then i'll, I'll have to look into it because you know what it's i've been doing this kind of quickly and just in my spare time as well so I, this is like I want to say like maybe a year and a half ago that I would have been touching something like that. I'll have to go back and look, but I did, I did a version of that. The, the way, J, you know, I've, I've learned from Jason Louv and I've learned from, uh, from that Enochian masterclass that Stenwick and Leach and Newcomb had. Um, and I did, I know that the 18 day ritual came up and it was something that I did, but I'm trying to remember but but you're mentioning a 19 day ritual. I'm like, oh, is this the same thing? Is I I, I was working. Yeah, off. it's the same thing Leach talks about. I mean, they talk okay. about it in different ways, um, which is sort of interesting. Uh, yeah. Um, it's uh, Leach's. I still can't wrap my head around Leach's methodological approaches to a lot of things. But again, his work is quite quite helpful. Um, it's excellent. I, I like yeah. I like what Frater Yakida here did um he he seems yeah he just seems less uh upset with the fact that he's a gd person he's like accepting of the fact that he's a gd person and that there's this other more traditional enochian system whereas leech sort of seems like a little i get the feel like he's a little embarrassed that he does gd enochian or knows how to do it 
and therefore he pushes this uh, the D perspective. For example, you can't do anything without the ring. In the GD, you don't use the Enochian ring, right? You wear your five six lama, and that's what allows you to okay. do Enochian stuff more or less. I mean, that's the only possible justification for that's when you're brought into the tablets is during the five six initiation. There's not really any reference to them in any okay. of the other initiations until the five equals six, though they're used to bring in the forces. So they're operative, right. they're operative, but not explicitly mentioned in the outer world. Right, right. But their power hmm. is used. And then yeah, after I mean, five, six, it's like you have a solar initiation. The idea is you're you're then meant to do whatever and go right. into the vault of the adepti and, and do whatever. And some people a lot of people don't realize that the tablets are like are even a part of that because you're not meant to do Enochian work in the vault, but there's they're still in it, sort of. It's complicated. We'll talk more about in the future with when I when I talk to some other people with sure. GD nut jobs no like myself. Um, but I'm I've been I, uh, exploring the Enochian purism, for lack of a better word. Let's call it. Um, I think we should just call it angelic magic, and trying to show people how the easiest way to get into it is because just you know even Leech's books, all these books that we have, none of them actually you could just give to someone and say, hey, just start like you can't work yeah. through them like with Don Craig's book. Or any of these yeah. other beginner books. No way. Not no a way. Time. You're so no fucked way. if you do. You have to compare <laughs> with all this shit. Like before you know it, you're looking through PDFs of D's original handwriting and going, wait, what is it that that was said? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When I that the Ryan, when he asked me about this on his Praxis Behind the Obscure podcast, he was asking me, like, well, what do you think about the about you know how to do it? I'm like, you know, I would say like like learn learn the classical elements get get a handle on them then learn some astrology learn learn the basics of astrology learn the signs learn the learn the planets and stuff like that and that'll give you like a foundation to start thinking about and studying the heptarchy and learn the concept of planetary hours and stuff like that but you see like all of these are like foundational stuff so if i had yeah. to write something write a book on this i'd be like okay what sort of things could i do to make it like okay this is kind of what the system is like. It's like super complicated. I'm going to give you like the building blocks. Like my idea, if I had to write a book on this, first of all, I hate writing books alone. So I'd probably want to find a co-author to help me out. Because well, you, it's should just write like... a, you should write a book on this. Well, I heard thank you, you say on Ryan's podcast. By the way, everyone needs to go watch Praxis Behind the Obscure episode with Cliff. I, the first time I found Ryan was through your first Enochian episode with him. Oh, awesome. What people awesome. really need to do. Yeah, and, and I, had, I took issues with something you said about psychedelics um which which oh, was i just haven't know. done them so yeah <laughs> that's, well, that's you know, my I only thing about it. i didn't know that i just saw a bone and, and ran in to bite it um no, <laughs> sorry but, no, I, I reached out to him and i said hey did you know about this thing and that's how he and i uh did did my episode with him i think it was the one right after that or something mm -hmm. like that and we've now next thing you know we're like texting all night long making up hilarious gag songs about david griffin and that sort of thing well you know when he okay. when he's going to bed at night like if he's like you know stoned or had a drink that's when i'm waking up in the morning so we have really interesting conversations because well he's stoned or drunk and falling asleep right. or just tired um yeah yeah, yeah. not all just stoners but um you know <laughs> i'm waking up so and then then reverse that cycle so we talk at those two opposite things so you can imagine yeah. the kind of conversations it's a, it's having. hypnagogia versus whatever the opposite of hypnagogia is at the same time with a little of uh, a little uh, uh 
you know, what's the word, a catalyst of whatever happens to be in the system or not be in the system, or you're yeah. recovering from what used to be in the system. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you yeah. showed your tools on that last episode. People really should go check out that episode. And because this is this is when I found out you were on his right before you were doing mine. I'm like, well, this is great because that allows yeah, yeah. you to lay out a bunch of this stuff uh, post initiation sure. and and all of that. Oh, that's cool. Let's see that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah you yeah. showed a lot of stuff there. And I was mm -hmm. like, that's good. So we can get into some tech. Can, you, can we see inside? Absolutely. No, we can't see inside. Can yeah. We? yeah, you can see inside. Sure. All right. Yeah, so this is this is kind of what it looks like. This is all like handwritten stuff. Oh dear lord! So yeah, this is. It took me it took me seven and a half months to get into all this, and it was annoying because like I started realizing like it was it was clearly not one person who was transcribing everything that Kelly was seeing. It was it's at least two, probably three or four people, and it's just like oh, how do I compare this or that or the other thing? But. I figured it out and I, I eventually decided to adopt my own style, like the letter, the, the don't, the letter R. I decided to, are you still there? Just checking. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Yeah. Just check. <laughs> Sorry. You had, you had frozen. I didn't know oh. if I had completely dumbfounded you or not. You had this looking face like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that's the caption screaming. for YouTube now. You want to do a face? <laughs> like, and they'll be like, <laughs> I will try and Photoshop one of those things. Sure. The first, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, um, it's yeah, 49. I mean, what's, can you just describe for people what the book yeah. is? Okay. We'll we'll get into brass tacks here. So yeah. So like this, it's, it's for, assuming that more or less the, what we have from D is in order and, and it's not always, you know, sometimes it's like, it's in some manuscript here that got the, the these materials got split up and sold off to different people and only now is it like kind of come together but um yeah so the first part of the enochian system is like the heptarchy so you get the kings and the princes and the, their ministers and the second part is supposed to be jebafal and then the third part is the watchtowers slash aethers um, but this is considered to be the measure of the other two, Ooh, you know, and I think it's interesting that they use that word measure because, um, and we'll, we'll get into that later, but just put a pin in that idea that they use the word measure. But the idea was that, okay, we're going to give you all of these, um, leaves and the first leaf that they get, it's, you know, I'm, I'm reading, this is where I did read a lot of the source material. This is where, you know, I did read scans of it on the, the Fergoff website. Um, and I'll send you the link after, after we record this in case, you know, it, it's, it's the same one Ryan has, but, um, the, uh, and I, I haven't been in contact with them other than to say, thank you so much for saving all of this. But, but what they, what, what Kelly is doing in the middle of this vision is he is basically being told each of the individual letters of the very first, uh, row of the first leaf of the entire book. So it's like if I were to say, you know, C, A, T, D, O, G, and he has to go through each individual letter because he doesn't know the, the Enochian words and he can't just like write it down quickly. So he's saying them aloud and he's repeating after the angel. And then at the end of uh, after 49 words have been transmitted, then the angel says, come, says, OK, now say it, say it all, say it after me, say these entire words to me you know in in response in reply so uh he does and there's there other than just like a couple of minor differences it's it's a, it's the same so but he's he's doing it in like 
so so you know okay you know and it's not just like english letters it's actually the enochian words for the letters so for people who don't know like the letter r in enochian is the word is don and or don and the um the letter t in enochian is gizg and so and i'm not even sure how those are pronounced but it's g-i-s-g you know if you're to spell it out in english so the letters have kind of funky names and they don't they almost never with the exception of the, the letter jed they actually don't have the actual english letter as part of the name of the letter that they represent yeah. it's kind of weird and bizarre but anyway so so he gets all these he, he gets the individual letters then he says the phrase that goes with that that entire first row and row after row after row after row like this. So 49 entire rows like this of just words, words, words. And then they're like, okay, now do it again. And then this will be leaf, you know, and then it turns out D got the numbering off by a little by one, but you know, it's you, you figure this shit out, you know, as you're doing it. But he starts, um, so then he gets the next one. And then at the end of row 40 on the, the B side of this, the, the, the backside, He's given, instead of given words, then suddenly he's just given letters again. But these letters, if you could kind of string them all together, it turns out that they're punctuated and that they actually make words on their own. So that's just leaf one. Then after that, so, th so this is like, if you imagine like- And that grid, is one page of your book. That's, that's one page, yeah, it's, it's this one and I'll show it. I didn't, get, I didn't get into detail, but I probably should have in the first thing. It's this thing and I actually have it folded uh, four times. So okay. this is, I have just this first one okay. because this one is four feet by four feet. Oh lord! That top one, and I, I spread it out on top of my table of practice, and and I just it, it was a whole thing because like the the, the the it just gets more and more insane, you know, for for anybody who's listening. Because what I did was, so so we'll I'll, I'll keep describing the book and then we'll get to the what I did. But like, it's like so then the next one they're like okay. We'll get this one. We're going to give you a title of this half page, you know, the, the front, the page of this, and then the back page, back page of the same leaf or sheet. You know, they use the word leaf back then. It's kind of an older term, but yeah, you know, we still know a leaf of paper. Oh, okay. It's a sheet of paper, you know, but um, I don't know if Canada continues that tradition. I don't know enough of other dialects of English. No, English, we, use, you know. we use, we use uh, cold sheets of ice bound yes. in, uh, in, uh, yes. Wolf like we skin. had in minnesota <laughs> yeah you yeah. know um yeah yeah okay yeah yeah but uh but at any rate um so so yeah so you're you're completing this uh the, so then after that they give them 20 i'm gonna say 27 uh individual leaves of with an a and b side so you have to do it front and back of a 49 by 49 grid and each one of the each side of the page has its own title that you also have to write down and then and you the so you're given all of this and by the way when you're when you're you're doing this as part of the jebbafall as part of making the book you can't just copy it into enochian letters you also have to reverse everything because it's like it's like an Ur Hebrew, you know, a prototypical Hebrew where you have to go right to left instead of left to right. I just I just I just did one of the names on, of the ministers on my uh, heptarchial sigil. I just switched two of the letters. And it's like, oh, damn, I have to get the white out and do multiple coats over just to reverse those two letters because you can do yeah. it with all you'll do it with six names. And then the seventh, you'll do you'll do two letters. And you're like, oh, no, shit. Yep. It's more of a pain in the ass when you do it on a, on a sheet of on a piece of metal. 
Oh God! <laughs> Which I've done. Oh my my, God. my my Carmara one, I switched. I, I messed that one up. Yeah, but. that's that's what, you know. So interesting. So we've been. My group has only been working with Carmara and Hagenol for the last uh, month and a bit, and like just with them. Uh, mm -hmm. And I've been bringing them as an introductory to this meth system, showing them how you know uh, many different magical techniques and processes can be built into that learning of that, which is crucial. And so yeah. that's a very nice, easy way into that system. You can do it any mm -hmm. day, any time. Work with these guys. And um, I asked them I, for the first sigil we did. We used Stenwick's uh, left to right inscriptions mm -hmm. of the name. And I asked, I asked Hagenel. I said, does do you, would you rather have them right to left? Does it matter? And he's, and they, it was very deadpan answer. And it felt like a deadpan, you know, when you get that deadpan energy, which is yeah, just yeah. like, I can still read it. Right. <laughs> right so like right. If, if I wrote your name, if you and me wrote each yeah. other's names backwards and said, Hey, what do you think of this? We'd look at each other like a little strange, we're like, oh, backwards. I mean, I, I, I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's definitely my name. <laughs> Don't wear it out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a, yeah that's that's kind of been my experience too like i know that the central square on my holy table like everything is backwards because for whatever reason like like the letter the english letters okay those are supposed to be reversed but then it turns out when they did that central square which is really a three by four uh no no the um the the, oh, the, the table square. itself yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But uh, it turns out that those were actually written with the names of the Enochian letters, so those wouldn't be reversed. Well, I reversed them because you know oh, whatever I was doing oh. it out of a book, you know, like everybody. It doesn't matter, Heresy. you know. You're it, well. That what I. Yeah, I mean, you, you heard you heard my it. interview. Yeah, yeah, you heard my interview. Like, if you kind of know the way it's supposed to be reversed out, it's like if I, it's like giving somebody any kind of cipher. And of course, D was really into those. You know, it's as long as you know the technique to get it right. It doesn't matter exactly like you said i so. used to write a lot about and, and study a lot of the pronunciation linguistics my first year of university was all linguistics and then i was wanting to go into philology and then i failed my syntax exam and i was like fuck that mm. i moved straight into semiotics much more yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> don't need to be, you don't need to be smart to study semiotics um but uh the the thing i found out when I, for, I when i was doing work at kelly's tower in prague which was a powerful experience for me so i asked them angels i was working with there for a week or, or more a lot of questions um because they were very present there which makes sense and i was asking yeah. about pronunciation and that was where i got a very clear response like they basically said look you you all sound like babies and I was at first, I, I would have been taken aback, but I knew exactly, like, you know, I'm the, the communications like, like that are, are multi level, right? It's like, because I'm yeah, trying yeah. to figure out, you know, should it be Ehenub or Ehaneba or, you know, right, right, Veorasaji or Vorsk. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, that's, that was the impression they got. They're like, you sound like, you sound like sort of babies, like, you know, and we understand, that makes so what, much we understand sense. what, yeah, it does. Um, yeah. And it makes, and so all of a sudden I felt relieved as well. I was like, okay, yeah. so we should all just chill out a bit and uh, get on with, with what the purpose of the communication is. Like when you That's... speak with someone who doesn't speak English as their first language, you can make a problem of it or yep. you can just like get what mean they. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Like, and that's the thing too. Like when I, one of the first things I posted uh, on the blog was just 111 prayers. Right. And I'm just like, you know, look, as one does. 
yeah, as one does, right? You know, I, I clearly I had like some idea for a manuscript and then I just set it aside, you know, I'm just like, ah, I'll just publish it. I'll just put it on the blog. Chances are everything on the, that, that I'll ever publish will just be something I've put some version of on the blog before. So, hey, people get free stuff. Um, but the uh, but yeah, I, there's no word that I could find in in Enochian for me, you know, but there's a word for I. And I said, well, you know, if I say to you, give I this that, you know, drink you have, then you would you would know what I meant. You know, yeah, you would say yeah. no. But <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, give either, you know, may I have a piece of toast? Oh, okay, yes, you, you may have a piece of toast. I know what you meant, and then, you know, a child would correct it, but yeah, I got the same, I got the same, it's like, they know, they're not well, dumb. <laughs> even if we're like a little, little baby who's just like, and slams their fist on the table pointing at the toast, you know? Mm -hmm. If we do that with angels, I think, I'm sure some Minokian magicians at some point, I'm sure we all sounded at that point, so, like that at some point, you know, we're doing the pentagrams and rending the veils and then do the call. And some of some Minokian angels hanging around, our spirits are just like, uh, okay, okay. You know, yeah. we'll, well, you know, we're, we're here to help. But I did notice that in my experience with the Heptarchio angels, that they did seem like very humoring like they were like okay we, we we hear you we know what you're up to we get it uh, and, yeah. <laughs> and i think stanwick and those who are, are right when they say they do they they're very friendly or germane to a magician's purposes that yeah. they did feel that way it's but, almost it's like once you know how to do it it's almost way too easy you know working with them you know like like now you know will you always get what you ask for no but you still they're still there like getting the vision the weird thing is like getting the visions are just like clockwork i don't know what, what it's like for really? you but no, i want to hear more so like yeah i mean i'm I, like i i'm not like great at pretty much anything when it comes to magic but i'm okay at a lot of stuff so like i'll but when i'll do the call like i've always like pretty much everybody who i've done the call with they've been able to have an experience and when I, and, and it, it varies, right? Like, like one person has, you know, pretty bad ADHD and the, the, but also is very smart and their mind is always running. So when I made the call, they said, oh, it's like, I said, so what, 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 what was it like for you? And they said, well, it was like, everything got really quiet. And it, that was, a, that was a unique experience for them, right? Another person like got this this feeling of warmth on their face, but I have yet to I have yet to find somebody who says I've I've got nothing. Yeah, I've I've felt nothing. So that's just it's it's like that's why I say when it's like clockwork, it's like yeah, you're you're not gonna get you, you know like me. I'll have the vision of this. I'll have a vision of that, and I'll hear I'll get this intent. But that's I've been through it, and I kind of have done the work you know to make the furniture. So clearly, at least I'm trying over and over again. So the angels are probably even a little bit more accommodating. Just for lack of for you know trying with a sincere heart but i have yet to find somebody who's gotten like zero yeah it's, yeah we kind of weird we just did our uh a, a cyber magic uh working with uh the king and prince that i mentioned and mm -hmm. uh i was very curious to see the results and it was the first one where i actually used an enochian call um mm -hmm. because i you know there's nothing wrong with building up to symbolical working with straight contemplation. I'm a big fan of tarot contemplations and basic contemplative work. Um, sure. Uh, and but I use the second call following the experiment. Stenwick. Uh, well, it's not who, it's what he does, but using it as an experiment for the invocatory micro experience rather than 
first and second or the first call. Um, obviously not referring to call zero or one. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, which in GD style, we just go full Harpocrates and embrace the, the ultimate silence state for that. Sure. Obviously, it makes sense, um, yeah. especially with the significance of Harpocrates and silence in the, in the GD ethos and in the initiations is really crucial to the what's going on in the ceremony i don't know if you've ever studied the the initiation i've seen i've seen like i've seen like you know certain things and then the the the, you know the gods fets is set fighting and so i haven't i'm not like an expert in i've seen bits and pieces but i've never had like the the full-on experience yet yeah so silence (laughs) has a big role in the theology but also in the operational understanding of how the astral currents work but um Mm -hmm. So when I when I did the call, some of the feedback from the people, and there was a you know, but we're spread out around the world doing it on Zoom. Um, yeah. For the you know first time for my my first time for me trying uh, full on Enochian on that, and uh, one feedback was like, well, everyone had a interesting experience for sure. Um, uh, everyone, what one thing was very interesting was everyone felt warmth on their left hand and on their forehead, which is interesting because that's where I was holding um yeah mm. uh, i was that's where i was holding my sigil and my conjurations yeah. um yeah um and obviously you know lots going on with the whole third yeah. eye projection third one eye, guy yeah. one guy said uh actually um i won't say who but he has a podcast you should you got to go on his podcast next and tell your okay. whole uh story because he he like he'll be like no go back to okay so we were at high school then college what happened that's that's <laughs> i i've stopped asking people about their spiritual biographies because he's doing it way yeah. better than me so okay so go on the lvx files next yeah i know i've uh, i've listened to i've listened yeah. to his so yeah, so yeah if he's if he's interested yeah i mean he, I'll... he, he has to be i'm okay rule. no um, <laughs> but so uh, he described the enochian as instantly sort of making us uh, like locking him in a space like there was yeah. like, and a couple people mentioned that feeling of the Enochian all of a sudden came in and they're just like locked in. I'm thinking about your ADHD guy. Yeah, very mm-hmm. interesting. Something very interesting is going on there. Um, yeah. With the because because why would these words that some people have never even heard before? Yeah. And main and and what is belief? Who it doesn't matter if they believe in it or not. What is it? It's it should should be gibberish for yeah any re- rational standards. Yeah. Why would it? Why would this gibberish have that power? Is it because yeah, I've been if, doing if, it for so long? I don't think so. Yeah. You you're telling me this isn't a language, and yet we can pretty much do a linguistic analysis of this and find. Oh, you're telling me it's a cipher, but it's clearly not. You know, it's like okay, look, it's something. We don't know what it is or how or whatever, but it's working and it's working like clockwork. Um, yeah. I'm. I'll, I'll actually be uh, curious about this because I'm going to be presenting on this at the uh, Mensa World Gathering in Houston. So I'm, you know, a little spoiler alert. So if you- Smart motherfucker. (laughs) But what I'll do is I'll, um, I'll be doing this. And the thing is, is like, you know, I'm, you know, I've been in Mensa for a while, but if you, if you get a, you get all types, you know, you get some people who do it just to have the card and some people who are very, you know, very spiritual, other people who are complete atheists or some people who are agnostic and just, you get all types because it's just, like how it is you know hey, you get all kinds of smart people those go people ahead. need somewhere to go and talk with each other because no one else wants to talk with them <laughs> sometimes yeah <laughs> sometimes sometimes if they're if they're completely obnoxious right but there is something to be said for that like there's or or kind of the vice versa too right like nobody can understand me what the fuck well um, yeah but but yeah but like um but the the 
thing is, is like, there's a little uh, problem you can get. So, and some people, some ensigns have this, some don't, where sometimes they've always been the smartest one that they know. And so they've never had any reason to do something, to believe in something when their great intellectual powers that be have suddenly have not led them to that conclusion. So if they, if you get like an uh, uber skeptic here in the audience, you know, that I, I, there's going to be like three kinds of the people in the audience are going to be, or maybe four. So let's say the first is magicians. The second is people who are just kind of curious about magic. The third is going to be the uh, hyper, you know, Christian folks who want to, who want to like be disruptive and, you know, say something. And I already know what I'm going to say to them. And then it's going to be that, that problem will be taken care of. You're going to say, look, but, we're invoking the apocalypse. Get with the program. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just going to say, get out. That's what I'm going to say. Get out and get out now. Oh, really? You, you, yeah, if absolutely. I will, Christian? I will, I will not tolerate it. I'd be like, get out you know and if they if they continue causing a problem i'm going to say get out god is telling you to get out and then it's going to get a big laugh and then they're going to be humiliated and then it will go but anyway that's 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 assuming the worst you know you have to plan you for the worst and then hope for the best with your eyes closed that would probably do it. It, it yeah yeah i mean well there's the chaos magic approach right like if you say piss off that's the quickest way to get rid of somebody <laughs> but uh but at any rate, and then and then you know there will be, but then there will be the people who are just skeptical and who just don't want to believe it. And I'm going to give them the option up front. I'm going to say, look, if you don't want to be part of this magic, this is the I will have this part where you can ask questions about everything I've presented about the system, and then after that you may go, and it will only be people who want to actually experience the call or 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 see what it's like, you know, and that will be that'll be the thing because that way you know. The people who want to be disruptive are already gone, hopefully right away. And then the people who are skeptical and just don't give a crap about this are gone. But people who are curious or at least, well, they, they want to see if, you know, see, you know, feel smug when it doesn't work, you know, they'll at least have some experience too. But the, the, and now keep, keep in mind, this is a very small minority of people. in <laughs> Most people are just way more chill about that you know yeah. but there there is there is that there's always that element and you i'm sure you found this you know in in golden dawn areas too where there, there's a certain percentage of assholes you know i found so, this in in life yes yeah. yeah 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 isn't that funny it's like people are people regardless of yeah. whatever's else is going on yeah well yeah i did i did uh my mdiv at Vancouver School of Theology in UBC during the last years of my inner order GD stuff. So I got a very mm. different experience of life in the spiritual community at, at a theological college, of course, and very wide range of stuff, you know, definitely some people there. Um, well, you have, you have all perspectives there. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm aware of the issues you're talking about. It's like, hey, this should be okay, because we're all Christians like you're not the right kind of Christian, you know, or yeah, like that. yeah exactly. Um, exactly. One professor got on to probably figured out i was up to some uh occult type stuff and took a disliking to me as a result but yeah. what are you ah, gonna do i got through it anyway despite that so i'm i'm very very excited and impressed by the the presentation to mensa it sounds like you have a very smart approach to doing it too i really <laughs> hope that you film this properly I hope oh, it. I hope it can be great. filmed. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I don't have a a camera or any setup like that. But I'll definitely have the slides ready. But I'll what? and then it, maybe it'll just be stuff of legend, and I'll I'll make stuff up every every time I retell it. But um, that, that's yeah, always do, that's I'm always fun. Curious about what you said though. It almost slipped by me. It was something about um, the idea that that Mensa people uh, have 
perhaps uh, never had spirituality or any sort of faith-based uh, understanding presented to them in a way by someone as you know as smart as them or in a way that would challenge them is is part of the idea that you're presenting a, a spiritual practice to these people who might not have seen one that's ever challenged them intellectually so okay so this is like I'm, I'm trying not to step on feet at the same time as i'm trying to be honest and also fulsome in my comments so what i would say is like there are some people, regardless, you know, whether they're in Mensa or not, but let's say you're pretty smart. You know, it's like if you're, I have a family member like this, I won't say who it is, but they have always been the smartest person that they have known. And it's very, very difficult to convince them that something that they believe in, spiritual or not, is wrong or to take issue with that, or to try to bring it to their attention as something that they may want to reconsider. Because they don't, they, they, if, if you're always the smartest person you've ever known, then you will always, you, it's like you can create, it's, it's like you're, you know, using, using Kabbalistic terms, it's like you're stuck in hode, mm -hmm. right? It's like, it's like you, you have built these massive, immense structures around your mind so that nothing will get in. And, but really what that is, is it's a big and intellectual defense and it feels like it's up here, but really it's right, right here around the heart. It's actually, you're using your mind to like protect your heart from anything that could disturb it. So there are people who are like very boldly atheist or very boldly fundamentalist Christian or fundamentalist, whatever, you know, I don't want to just pick on the Christians here, but um, who are very strong in their beliefs and you know or you know i mean anybody who like takes it to an extreme who they don't they want it's like they don't under they understand the form of the religion but not the spirit or they understand the form of intellectual curiosity but not the spirit of it like i'm i'm intellectually curious about this stuff so i can build this the structure of understanding it doesn't yeah. matter if it's religious or spiritual or if it's atheistic or agnostic or if it's just whatever the case may be they're trying to like they're trying to like armor themselves and that's that's kind of, that's what i'm saying you know and you'll get that but the, with 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 if you're getting a bunch of mensons around some of them are just most of them the vast majority are just are the most cool open-minded people you'll ever meet but there is Good. there is an element because you're accepting people just based on an iq score and basically not being a complete sociopath you know because your your sociopathy will, will out and you'll get arrested and stuff like that but then there's a small minority who a little bit of a chip on their shoulder maybe and you know i mean you know I, I won't say that i've never been guilty of having a chip on my shoulder you know and that's what growing well, up is about you know well especially if you're a smart kid who has to yeah. sit there watching idiots surpass you because of uh you know social graces birth status or money that um, could be that, that could definitely be well, a factor a yeah. yeah a lot of smart people get surpassed a lot of people others. do yeah, yeah, I mean, even there's the famous business school thing, right? They they only yeah. they want people below the top students. Yeah, right. they want they right. want if you get too good a grade in business school, they don't want you because they want someone mm -hmm. who knows how to go party and socialize and network. I mean, that's yeah. more important in business, actually, as we know as adults, right? It's like it's, it's not what you know, it's who you know, right? Isn't yeah. that uh, that that Absolutely. phrase? Absolutely. Um, I so, once in a while I get film work, and and I, I may I may get have some more on the table. Uh, I don't know. But um, it's always through um, 
it's 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 not it's not because I'm the most qualified person for it. And like, you know, often I feel I should, I'm more qualified than the people that get the jobs I, I should get. Um, you know, I see, you see that from the hacky occult and theological stuff in shows, right? It's like, oh, they should have yeah. hired me. It's because it's about who you fucking know. Always. Yeah. Nonstop. Yeah. yeah. You go, it's easier. You go with the devil, you know, versus the devil you don't, you know, yeah. and even if that other devil is, you know, better or, you know, n- well, none of us are devils, but you know what I mean? And but now, yeah, let me, now we're in the, that's the problem of the whole our political crony political systems that we're sure. all the whole fucking world's suffering under right now right if it's a popularity contest then the pr- person with a controversial opinion is not going to be popular even if they <laughs> may be right you know exactly. but um yeah let me let me circle back really quickly to because i feel like we we left the uh the loga thing on the table so yeah. yeah so after those 27 pages then it's something's interesting and i think it's somewhere around if you're doing it backward doing the calls backwards this is the infamous um abyssal uh aether known as zax it's around then if you're if you're doing it in that order you realize okay this page matches up with this this uh weird um uh, aether where you know you're you're crossing the abyss if you if you supposedly if you if you make it past there into the next one which is zip but then then all of a sudden it turns out that every other letter is missing more or less for the next however many pages like 20 or so and then finally there's the last one which is associated if you're doing if you assume one call to one leaf then it's uh it's um it's three uh uh, it's five three by seven tables, and except it's it's taken from 112 letters. Now, if you do the math on that, there's a problem, because three times five is 15 times seven is 105. So you have to figure out how to subtract and how to do so carefully. So what I did for that was um, I substituted. I mentioned the weirdness of those Enochian letter names. I said if I see that letter. In spelled out, I'm going to actually subtract that into the actual letter that that stands for. So don't the letter for the Enochian letter R is don't pronounced don't. So if I see the the Enochian letters D O N or the equivalent of those, then I said okay, instead of writing that out, I'm going to just put in the letter R. You know that 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 actual letter R. Yeah, that it's easier sense. to see if you do that. Yeah, but that that was my approach. I don't. That's that's I mean, innovation. Sure, yeah, it's it's a little innovation. Well, I'm not sure how other people do it or have done it. Um, I know that some people I've seen some people say, look, that first part of that is actually the word loga. But D says, well, I've received 21 let 21 words here. And so maybe now received. And but like if you look at the actual document, it's like you know, a few sentences here and the angel says, this is called Loga, you know, which means the speech of God. This, you know, this, this book is Loga, it's the speech of God. And then here's this, here's this phrase, you know, and then, you know, just a teeny amount of, you know, back and forth. And then the angel says, okay, here's, it's, it's, you know, the, the phrase, the 112 letter starts off with the word Loga and then several other letter, you know, several other words. Hmm. Um, but so some people take the approach to say, just take off that first word. And then you'll be okay. 
you know, you can, and then, and if you look at the documents, it's like not clear whether or not this word is repeat, this letter is repeated. So if it's not repeated, then you get down to Loga is actually eight letters, but maybe, maybe it's 113 instead of 112. So other people have other ideas about it. I'm just taking, I'm just telling you what I did because it, that, that explanation didn't sit right with me. Like, oh, you're just, you're, because yeah, okay, it's, it's entirely possible D can like miscount the number of letters. I don't know. He's, yeah, you know, he's yeah, or the number of words. He's he's doing this shit for like six years. He's in the middle of like this massive transmission. So anyway, so yeah, I wrote all of those out, and then my approach to doing this is they say um, this needs to be covered in blue. It needs to be bound into a book, and it needs to be in blue silk and bound in blue silk, and then it needs to have this stuff in gold on the front. So I used um, gray. Uh, I used gold paint. And in a spray paint. And then in addition to that, I also tried my best to get gold leaf on top of that with some success. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm no expert. Like I say, I'm okay at a lot of stuff. And I, this is clearly just an okay job titling the book. But what I did is I, um, because I kind of wanted it to last a long time, I used uh, scrapbooking stuff. And it, it is a book. It's a book. It's kind of a, you know, cheesy-ish looking book, but I use like a scrap photo album type of thing and it's technically bound you know it's bound in there i can unbind it if i need to but the le the letter leaves are bound in there and um i've got uh, and it's all kept in plastic so it'll be preserved for a while anyway i yeah. hope and then that'll you know that that's that's what the book is so you bind it and then you get to the working which is its whole other thing i mean long do you see do you see yeah. it as a talisman is it a talisman to you yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, it's it's got it's like and especially when you're working with it, right? Like you mentioned how other people were feeling, you know, the seal in their hands when you had it in your hand. It's very much like that. So it's kind of like what I would do is I would like put a put a hand on top of one of the sides of the leaf. And then I would like have my foot. I was, it's like, it's like, you know, I'm like an airline pilot, you know, I have my, my foot on this seal and my hand. Yeah. You, know, you, just doing you, so thing. you incorporated the, the, the hept heptarchial foot foot seal process yeah, into Loga, yeah. but that's also that's also one of your innovations, right? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think I think that part is not in that original leech document. I was working off of leech's stuff, but I kind of I modified it a bit. He had he had like a reversal of just the the first and last leaf, and I just said, well, just do them all in backwards order you know, do, do them in a reverse order and you'll be fine. Mm. So that, that was my approach. I don't, you know, who knows who's right, but that, that was his thing. And I'm, all I'm doing is building off of him. But yeah, as far as like in doing the heptarchy, it was like, yeah, let me, let me try to put in the heptarchy. And if I, you know, obviously you're not going to make the call to the heptarchy each time because that's, you know, some of the watchtower calls that didn't come in till, till later. But I think, yeah, I think, I think either for the watchtowers alone or just, or maybe the entire thing, but it, it lines up, you know, pretty well those last three weeks. Uh, it, it lines up more or less with the watchtowers off by a couple of days. But, um, but I think, yeah, I think for the most part, I, I would actually need to look back at the diary entries because I was doing so much all at once. But, um, but yeah, I, I do recommend doing that because you have seven, seven plant, seven kings, and you have seven days a week, and you have seven weeks. So just use them. You know, that's what it's for. It's a septenary system. So, but yeah, I do view the book as a talisman and then, and I would make the calls in, in reverse order. So starting with call 40, the spoken call 48, you know, call zero would being the very absolute first one. 
I would do that and then you know make the call to text and I would do that three times a day. Then the next day I do call 47 and so on and so forth. Uh, when I was enumerating it on the blog for what it's worth, I, I said, okay, this is spoken call, blah, blah, blah. But, and most people call it this, or this is, this is, this is the way I'm enumerating it, but I always put it in parentheses that people do it this way. Um, but uh, just to make it clear in case people wanna like compare, like what is this guy doing? Uh, but yeah, for the last day, I actually read off the leaf itself, which is kind of taboo because this is not, I think they were not supposed to do this when they said, well, do it in God's time. And I'm like, well, it's been 400 years. If it's not God's time now, well, well I guess, I, I guess that, I'll, I guess I'll be smitten, but it's, I got, I got a strong of God's yeah. time. I don't know. I mean, to I me, know. when I think of God's time as a theologian. I think of that time at which all other time, like uh, say uh, sacred time, let's go Mercia Eliada, sacred time and profane time are two different things, right? Mm. The profane time is when the sun is here and the moon are here and it's time for mm. supper and you have to wake up because it's morning, right? right? Sacred time is where are you in your relationship to God? You know, you're in the sweat mm. lodge. How many right. have you been in there? It doesn't matter unless because you haven't sung this song yet with this drum beat. You haven't smoked the tobacco and knick-knick, you know, and you haven't you haven't even walked around the sweat lodge for your I love that. time. So therefore, yeah. this is where you're at. Doesn't matter where the sun and moon are. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, you're, you're yeah. in the sweat lodge. That's the sacred time. So in God's time is defined by. And this is actually, this goes back. This is not something I'm coming up with brilliantly. God's time is in some sense defined. Yeah, no, I'm standing on the shoulders of fucking giants, baby. Aren't we um, all, right? Yeah, right. Amen. That's why we're talking about this shit. And it's so wonderful that you're sharing that, what you did with this, especially because your prime goal isn't to like, you know, promote a book that's coming out. You're just like, check it out. This added, yeah. this is a big deal for me and it, it might be one for you. So, so mm -hmm. the God's time is defined by the relationship of the self to God. And, and what better, what could be more God's time than your relationship to God at that final stage of that last leaf? We got a little technical issue. Yeah, no, I just wanted to, I'm just adjusting. I'm, I, I, it's, I set up after COVID just a nice like uh, easy chair. And sometimes I just need to adjust cause I'm like sitting like cross-legged and I'm just oh, like- Oh, eh. I know, I know, you gotta yeah. stretch. Gotta, yeah 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 um, yeah but yeah that's exactly right so um no i i like that and you know some people may say hey it's the the there's the eternal now right yeah but the angels the angel part of the thing i think that the angels probably said don't do this one is i don't think that they did as much preparation they did actually scold them for not getting this shit done on time hmm. um uh there's this um astrologer who uh, I'm uh, friendly with, uh, who's, uh, it's Astro Castalia on, if you look her up online, K-A-S-T-A-L-I-A. Uh, uh, um, but what she has pointed out is that, or pointed out to me is that there's this interesting phenomenon known as uh, septiles in astrology, and that during that D. Kelly transmission that they were supposed to 
get a lot of uh, this, that, that, that these septile, you know, you take a circle 360 degrees and you divide it by seven. So instead of like the major astrological aspects, a square, a trine, you know, which would be like 90 and uh, uh, 120 degrees, a septile is like 51 or a multiple thereof. So like a biceptile or whatever the case may be. But what was interesting is that they kept on when they got this book, you know, they they got the transmission of the of it in English letters and they got like kind of confused as to whether or not an angel was going to do it for them because <laughs> they didn't want to do it, mm. do the work. And can you blame them? It's, it took me seven and a half months, but they said they were supposed to get it done in 40 days. Well, that shit ain't happening. <laughs> I mean, it took me probably 40, 24 hour days over the course of seven and a half months, because that's how much time it Jesus. takes to do it. If you just absolutely dedicate yourself to it. But, um, you know, I, I, it's probably like a thousand hours or maybe a little bit more, but, you know, roughly around there. But the, the thing is, they got school. I know, I know. I, I swear, I, I like dedicated every waking moment, every waking moment that was not occupied with any other responsibility to getting this done. Um, and I put off a lot of stuff to get it done. But, but Dee and Kelly, they were like, eh, we'll just let it slide a year. And they were supposed to um, uh, get it done by that August. And I think this transmission, I want to say it was like given to them like in May. And so they were supposed to get it done by that August. And if you look at it, you know, even though they're supposed to get it done by then, the astrologically, the septile things don't actually get activated. They don't get in that in that range until like late until the next year when they actually wound up doing it but they scolded them and they said no you know you you, you didn't do this so you're only going to get like part of what you could get out of this uh, oh. we're not we're, you know because god's merciful blah 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 but i think it was um there's something to be said for okay well, better better listen to them but you yeah. know then again these poor guys they were they didn't know what they were dealing with they were walking into the it's like it's like when you you're you you walk out of kindergarten and then you go into a college classroom on whatever you're like uh and somebody you know the angel is the other student in the class who's trying to like explain shit to you and you're just like eventually they just get frustrated and just like okay just write this shit down just write this down you know and yeah. figure it out so they, but yeah yeah, the, the spirits on an energetic level, Enochian spirits seem to me to have a very similar relationship to the, to fairies. Um, and that might be a weird thing for some people to hear, um, especially some Christians out there, maybe. But uh, I don't know if it's a, a because of their they're somewhat more chthonic or, or like closer to the earth and manifestation, or if it's because they're so focused on singular tasks the difference to me energetically seems to be in that the enochian angels and spirits generally seem helpful and pre and disposed to to helping and maybe that's because of the way in which they were transmitted and the prayers we do um maybe that's something else but they have that sort of playfulness to them it seems to me i don't know if that's yeah. something you've noticed yeah there was um they do and they don't it's like um it's at times they're just deadly serious yeah. about stuff well um, sort of fairies because fairies are what i meant well what i left out was but the difference is with fairies every time i work with real serious fairies they they're they're they always show up they they usually they often seem to show up pissed like mm, like breaking through and they're like what the fuck dude yeah and i'm like mm, 
what do you mean what the fuck who called you uh what did i you do <laughs> i've been doing this for hours to get you to show up i got some questions and they're like fine right <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah i haven't that's that's one area that i haven't dealt as much with but yeah I, I guess i guess i can see that um i'll send you an evocation okay i got a fair yeah, evocation for you to I've, try yeah i've got I, I was i was telling ryan the other day i'm like this is like what i have right now and i got like the pgm and i got oh, abdelafia nice. uh, and i've got you know i got you know ancient egyptian magic just to supplement the pgm stuff because i know that there's a split at some point but um yeah i, I i'm I'll, I'll add it to the list it's just like I'm, I'm trying to like focus put all this stuff in order and try to try to get it done in that order to me it's like i, I gotta get this thing out because i gotta get because i know there are so many practitioners who just will not they don't have the time you know they're constrained i'm i'm like i know that there are people who are like raise if you are raising you know let's say multiple children maybe one kid you could get away with trying to do this but multiple children zero chance you're going to get this done zero chance if, they, if they're they're like under the age of 10 let's say yeah that, that it, it's just too much time either you know and and too much effort and chances are one of the kids are going to spill their drink on it or something but so i want to get i want to make it accessible so that people can print it out we don't have scullery mates to take our kids to the country no i can't imagine how d did that man like what he had not that dude had nine children nine children what is going on i mean fathers weren't they, they weren't that involved in their kids lives necessarily yeah. right you know yeah, that's women's um, work was, i guess it was, it was very common that like often kids wouldn't have no no their fathers hardly at all um mm -hmm. until they were adults I yeah mean, and you know it's sort of like let them let's see if they survive and become a real person yeah of course that's in <laughs> higher class families and lower class families they were treated from a, as adults as soon as they could carry chop wood and carry water or whatever yep yep that's yeah. that's all that that's they're starting to get functional so let's put them to work so I'm, yeah. I'm curious so so what would you say is the difference in for you magically it's just a human spiritual being prior and after this doing yeah Hebrew Loga Gebafel. Yeah. So because it is all this work, but I don't think we're people people aren't doing it for no reason, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, people aren't like, doing what, it just to put a feather in their cap. Yeah, just to be awesome, right? So I can say I did it, you know. No, nothing like that. Yeah, it's, it's like um it better have some results, otherwise, did you yeah. do it, right? And yeah, good for you. yeah exactly. it's like good for you. You did it. What's the results? Like, yeah, yeah slow slow clap, golf clap, yeah. Um, yeah, so let's I'll, I'm trying to order this around here to make it make it digestible. Because it's a lot of work um and i'm still keep in mind this is a, this is just a little bit after a month after having done it so i'm still kind of coming off of it as it were um but a, f a few things that happen so first of all the energy level on this is higher than just doing regular enochian um which is sounds crazy to say but the thing is is like after going through regular enochian which is to say going through the aethers and occasionally doing some watchtower workings you you get kind of leveled up in how much you can take 
Right. I mean, you kind of you 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 you're familiar with this, right? You start you start off knowing some level of energy and being able to handle that, and then all of a sudden you get do this ritual. Whoa, that was powerful. And then maybe you get to let's say the the LBRP, and that's new to you. Oh, that's that's interesting, and that's new, and you get you have to adjust to that. And then maybe the the supreme versions of the the pentagram. That's oh, that's what is this, and uh, and so on and so forth. And when I got into Enochian, that was when, okay, this is, this is even more than I'm used to before. And you sort of, it's like you're building this muscle to be able to handle this much energy. So first of all, if you're, if you're just a, an energy, you know, junkie, then this, this definitely is for you because it's, it, it, it gets really way up there. Um, the next thing I would say, so, so that in and of itself is kind of cool. Did you find uh, that energy increase affected you on a on a day-to-day -day basis it, it was enough to be able to do it to to go for 49 straight days three times a day plus tipping up the blog because i didn't want to do that every day the magic carried you through it it carried me through yeah. yeah absolutely the other thing is so so that's kind of the first thing and, and well that'll that's a good transition to the next thing which is you start learning more stuff about the system and you know Okay, and you start seeing these connections. And sometimes it's like, you're, you're not sure, did it, is this something I thought of? Or is this something the angels guided me towards? And other times it's very explicit that the angels are telling you, this is how you need to start thinking about the system and why it's built out like this. So if you, if you go through like my posts uh, that are through this, it's bizarre because over those 49 days, I probably have like 50 or 55 posts. So only 49 of them are actually about Enochian, uh, about the Jebafall process. But then in addition to that, I'm getting like, okay, so here's this thing about like the numbers that are involved with this. And so what, what, what am I talking about here? Well, did you notice, how about these Pythagorean triples, man? Did you ever notice that if you, and, and what if you used instead of just 2D, what if you made that a 3D distance equation, which is, you know, you know, you have three terms that you have to take the square root, the three squared terms that you need to take the square root of instead of just two, like you get with the triangle, a right triangle. And it's like, what? <laughs> so, so the thing is, is that all of this is kind of to say that you start getting downloads about the system itself, at least I did. And I was very fortunate. The other interesting thing um, uh, is that you go through, and I kind of had this idea before, but you, so another, just in that same vein about like learning about the system, there, it's weird that there's, there seems to be this split in that 49-ness that, so, you know, I mentioned the 49 by 49 grid that you use to make each of the tables of Libra Loga, plus each, there are 49 individual leaves. So then it's like, okay, well, what there's certain splits at like 19 and 30, you know, just like with the watchtower calls versus the aethers, there are 30 aethers, so there are 30 calls to the aethers and then 19 calls to the watchtowers. Well, why is that, man? You know, and you start getting into that and like, well, I don't know. And and you start realizing like, okay, 30 degree, 30. And today's 30, the 19th. Yeah, today's the 19th, right? So exactly, and I didn't even plan it like this, but. Uh, oh, so, and here's another synchronicity. This is the deadline by which I have to send back Aaron Leach's essential Enochian grimoire to Amazon. Oh. So there's another Enochian 19 connection. Amazon said, today's the day I have to drop it off because the pages were all torn, like literally torn in the past. Oh, yeah. So they sent me another that. one right away. So I've got two sitting here, but I don't want to be dinged 45, 50 Canadian for the torn Absolutely. One. You don't need yeah. two copies of that book anyway. 
no no um but yeah so so why so why is there why is there that 19 19 yeah it didn't it didn't make sense to me like what's going on with this so i kept on so i'm like okay 38 there's that kind of is like 30 degrees of the zodiac well that's interesting so i started going down this rabbit hole about like about the zodiacal kings, you know, that are in that. And if you, if you look in the, his book, you know, he'll, he, he goes into more detail than I, than other authors on this, uh, because he, he's just massively knowledgeable, but you go through and it turns out that each of the zodiacal kings is paired up with each of the 91 governors, except the zodiacal kings, there's only 12 of them. So they appear multiple times and it's like imbalanced. Like there's five, of them for the king for Aries appears five times, but the king for Pisces appears 15. And what is that? And you start realizing like you go down these rabbit holes and you, you start, there's some discoveries that I made as a result of like partly being stooped in the system. Sometimes it's an angel helping me. Maybe it's an angel guiding me without me knowing, but like the, some of those large numbers, I, I mentioned this on Ryan's podcast, but like some of those large numbers that you get in the calls, like 69,636, like, you know, I've heard the, I've heard the, like, um, uh, David Jones on the Facebook group, he's mentioned, he mentions that, hey, that's 666 with 93 inside, you know, that makes sense, right? I'm like, yeah, it does to a degree. But then I said, well, but check this out. If you take the, the, all of the Serbian angels paired up with these governors, these massive numbers of, and, and then you start doing that for each of the, for these aethers, then all of a sudden it turns out that all of these to the num to, to you know exactly add up to that six And then I'm like, I wonder if these other calls have that. And it turns out half of them add up to that number exactly with a certain if you pair them up completely, right? This is like mind blowing. Like what the heck? There's no way. There is no way. Kelly was Kelly, it must have been a genius forger. Oh yeah, he's he's a genius forger. He's just making this up, and it's just like there's no way. And oh, and by the way, if you add up the numbers of the actual aethers that go along with that, all these come up to forty nine as well. Yeah, right, Jack. Yeah, right. And <laughs> you know, it's funny that the forty number forty nine always makes me, of course, think of the idea of the fifty gates of Benar. Exactly. Because um, Kabbalah is my background uh, very strongly, like you know, Hasidic rabbi in Vienna in 97, then mm -hmm. Hebrew and Aramaic specialist in specialty in seminary. Um, so I really do love that structure. And and I'm and I am always looking for connections between it and the Enochian system, especially because yeah. D was so weak on Kabbalah. Yeah, um, I mean, brilliant guy. I mean, his hieroglyphic monad. I had an adept at Temple Tehuti. He used to use the hieroglyphic monad to give us additional lectures and then base ritual work off theories on it. So like we were deep into a bunch of crazy shit and there's a lot of connections you can find. I'm fascinated by buried Kabbalistic connections in the Enochian thing just for my own curiosity and the idea of the 49 and then this constant overruling idea of the secret one, the secret silence right yeah. you know it makes me think well that's maybe a secret to the gates of benah as well like, yeah you know yeah well this i don't know this was the, i know it, that's far it, out what, no no well you know and i, I kind of in ryan's podcast i was doing i was talking about this but like the um the the thing that i was working off of was actually uh, it's it appears to be a draft that aaron has on his kef 777 tripod site 
that may, that either he hasn't taken down or that he just he's willing to leave out there as a draft so that people can work off of it. And I do not work with him. I am more than happy to work with him if he ever wants to work with me on absolutely anything because um, he's 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 really knowledgeable on this. But we should do he, an Enochian roundtable. No kidding. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. I've got a, but the, I, I would be coming up. I want to do an Enochian one. Get like I would definitely be the most junior. I would be the I would be the most junior member because you know you, you know get Louvre in there if he's if he's able and willing, but yeah I mean it's like um, but at any rate it's funny that you mentioned that forty nine too because I just thought of another thing so that monad, you know you know how tall that is like he had he gives the exact specific dimensions of how big it needs to be. So like there's that bottom cross that needs to be like each half of here needs to be two of any you know two let's say two inches or two two feet or whatever however big you want to make it. But this needs to be each side of that uh, the arms of the cross need to be two and then the head you know the part above the cross needs to be just one and then below the cross needs to be three. But if you add up so that's a, a, a dimensionality of four you know that four by you know you know, you have to, you're splitting it differently. But if you were to take the whole thing, you'd say this is four tall by four wide. But if you take the thing as a whole, it's nine high. So there you get 49 as well. And now either D is like a genius and able to get this, this scryer to start saying the stuff that he wants to, it's like, there's no way, there's no way. It's like, you, you haven't studied enough if you think that this is all just a con, you know, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's fascinating, huh? Yeah, yeah, and he and D talks about him being like mystically pregnant with this thing. So, if that's that makes me think of the process of all initiation, right? This I this feeling of pregnancy as the energies build up in your subtle bodies and then get released into a new sort of a awakening, and then then the new awakening imprints new symbols in your sphere of sensation, and yeah. then you build those up. But the building of them up, which is like why in my in my group uh in the hermetic mystery school.com uh you mm -hmm. were in our weekly classes like that's why i don't feel any qualms having them start by drawing a sigil uh contemplating it not wearing a ring then start doing the prayers stuff like mm -hmm. that um perfect because yeah that 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 building up of these these forces and forms is is uh is very important and mm -hmm. and leads to this kind of spiritual breakthrough that we call initiation or transformation yeah yeah so but yeah let me let me get back to your question about why we do this too so like so okay okay you know energy junkie whatever and then oh you get to figure out about the system well duh because that's the thing you're studying whatever you know okay but the real thing is like what i when i was doing this it was you're, you're starting you start really quickly getting into questions about symbols that are trying to get at the core of questions that humanity is facing. So some of, in my particular case, I've always, you know, I've always had like a, a very, uh, been interested, it kind of oriented more or less towards like Buddhism. I've, I've recently gotten more into some Taoism and some, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to become like Thich Nhat Hanh, who's willing to just eat from the buffet of religion. You know, he was fine taking a, a catechism and, and all of that, or taking a communion, I should say, you know, even though he's a Buddhist. Um, but no, he's, what, great. he's great. Yeah. But what I found is like, what's, what got condensed down, I probably didn't explain it too well. So I'll give it another shot here is like, 
it's this condensation and boiling down of the issues as I interpret them, because I'm just one person doing this process of suffering and the issues of what it means to be a human being alive in this world. So I was getting like symbols. One of the big ones I got was like, I talk about uh, the this idea of in, in that via Robert Anton Wilson, I haven't actually read Ubik, but it's this Philip K. Dick book called, uh, that they called Ubik, where people are being controlled by this black iron prison, which is kind of, you know, if you think about, well, you know, what's, what's it like to be in a prison? Well, you're in a cell and a cell is basically just this nice little cube, or maybe not so nice little cube that you're stuck in, right? So, but to me, that was very, it was good sort of thinking about it like that because it's, it's sort of like this archonic idea where, oh, we're all being controlled and we're, we don't have any control over our lives. We're just stuck in this thing and there's nothing we can do. And that's a great, that's a great trip to fatalism right there and just, or hedonism or some combination thereof. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with feeling good, but um, that in and of itself isn't sufficient, I think, to, to feeling, uh, living a life with no regrets. But at any rate, you know, so that's that's one way you can be. But what I was thinking about, I sort of combined with, or what got combined for me as I was doing this, I shouldn't take credit for this per se, but as I went along, the, the symbols started changing and I started realizing, let's combine this idea of suffering and not, and, and, and polarity and this idea, Crowley's idea of like zero equals two, negative one plus one, you know, the thing in its opposite, and then trying to be at the center. Because to me, I'm very like, I'm, I'm very heart focused. I really try to like, that's the thing I want to focus on. That's what I want to be like in and be holographic throughout the world is to be true to that. So what I say, well, okay. So this, this idea came to me, uh, you know, arose of a black sphere, which is to say that, okay, there's this idea of Buddhism where you're trying to grasp for something, but if you grasp for it and you get it and you, let's say you consume it, then I'll, you know, you're, you're sick to your stomach because you've had, you've eaten too much of the thing that you like, or, you know, then all of a sudden, or maybe you, you shifted polarity and instead of wanting food, all of a sudden now I want sex or all of a sudden I want power. All of a sudden I want whatever the case may be status or my kids to, to shut the F up, who knows, right? Just all of these little things that, that the mind continually grasps for because we human beings are great problem finders, right? And a lot of times our solutions create more problems because that's just how life works. So it was what I came to realize is like, okay, well, we can, if you're at that center in that place of equanimity, that's great. And then like another symbol came in and it was like, well, that's no! where that's where the heart can be, right? That's where that white, a white sphere can be, a white sphere of compassion, because now that you're centered, you can see this, this total suffering that happens when you're sort of on the outside and life is happening to you and you're very attached to it. So that was cool. And then it occurred to me, well, what if we invert this idea of a black iron cube or a black cube, which is representative of a loss of control and all that, or being controlled by something? What if we have a form of control that is actually positive, right? So the idea of like a white cube occurred to me, which is to say like uh, any, any system of rules that allows you to continue to be a good person. So, you know, brush your teeth and don't kick the dog and, you know, make sure to, you know, say thank you after this and that things you should do things you shouldn't do. And you could even add in whatever you want, like a true will idea, like, okay, there's this hyper morality thing that's only along two dimensions, but then there's also what you feel drawn to do in your life. But at any rate, that's kind of like the idea of a white cube. 
but and and so at any rate so all of this is going along so you see how meaningful this is right this isn't something that you would just like kind of come up with on your own easily you know so so there's all of that but all of this led to a culmination and i got this idea in the back of my mind is like okay you know it seems like this whole thing is going to be like a like an inverse of a spiral like you're coming on the outside and you're trying to get towards the center of something via this ritual and you could say like 30 degrees of a zodiac that's a circle and there there was a thing on my post on my blog about squaring the circle and all of that um again it's it's tough because you have all these downloads happening at once and they're multivalent but the thing that i got out of this was like the final day was you know it was a couple of things it was a few things that happened in the morning what happened was god came at me like this or this was the vision of course you know he came at me like this with his fingers interlaced like this and right by by making this motion this this curling motion back and forth and i'm just rotating my wrist for people who are listening to the audio thing and you can imagine interlaced fingers and making kind of a circle like that or a spherical thing but what that sphere did is it bisected my heart in two and so there there was some energetic heart work and it's like ah oh, i'm you know feeling you know more aligned with the universe and all of that but then i get then at the end so so that's that's part of the process of being able to like understand both the cosmic level and also like the here and now and you have to sort of bridge those two and be able to walk with both of those things happening you know <coughs> yeah that's so very just true. yeah yeah so just just getting to like the final the evening by the way this is all like you know me reading off the leaf and trying to like you know for several minutes of the you know 40 minutes you know for each side so it turns out it turned out to be an hour and a half uh as just the prelim but getting to the end what i felt like i was like you know the typical abduction thing you know you're taken up in a beam of light but i wasn't really i knew i wasn't it was just it was on the astral though i was or yeah. however you want to say that whatever level of the tree of life you want to put that at but I, I got the real sense that okay this is taking me to adam cat the realm of adam catmon and here is what god is experiencing and the sense that i got was that you know god is you, what's that it's what david heimsmith calls the bath oh yeah 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 it's kind of like that um but so I have this like cosmic vision of God and I get the sense of like God's own heart, right? And a, a good friend of mine, Cody P, his website is unslop.com. I'll just, you know, say that now, but he's, he talks about like this broken heart of God. And I say, I say that's really interesting, you know, or the aching heart of God. And I got the real sense, it was like, and the, the explanation for that or the implicit as an explanation for that was that, uh, you know, God's, you know, I got the sense, okay, God can do, God is omnipotent, but it's like, if he did certain shit, he would not respect himself, right? Like you can do almost anything, man. Like if I wanted to right now, I could go, you know, streak down the street. I could, you know, I, I have, I have so much power right now to do whatever the F I want, but none of that would, it would be something that most of that would not be something that I would respect myself for doing because I'm not doing it, you know, and the, the reason I know that is because I'm not doing it. I am making this active choice not to do it. And the same way God is not doing that because, you know, if we ask for God to do this and that and the other thing, he's got to put up a, with a lot of stuff. And it's very sad and heartbreaking that stuff isn't coming together or that it's, it's takes, it takes a long time for humanity to develop itself to the point where 
you know, two people from another country can just talk on Zoom and without without wanting to, you know, suddenly, you know, uh, you know, wave a flag and want to fight each other, whatever the case may be. You know, all that all that idea is that, you know, if he were to intervene, it would be like, you got to let your child fail sometimes, you know, and sometimes that means they're going to skin their knee. And sometimes it's going to be really, really tragic. But that doesn't mean it's anybody's fault. And that doesn't mean that, you know, that the hurt is not real. It's just that it hurts, but it would be like undoing everything that made this moment possible for him to interfere. You know, that's, that was the sense I got, you know, it was like, that's, that's the limitation, the self-imposed limitation that God has put on himself by being by creating reality itself and being because again a lot of, in a lot of ways like god is bound by the fact that he is real and reality is bound by the fact that it's being constantly created by god if you take one interpretation of that but at any rate so yeah a nice divine union and a nice sense of what some of the stuff that god has to deal with and why yeah, you kind of get over a lot of your normal life problems. And for me, you know, I'm going to self-disclose here. I'm, I've, I've tried to be open about this whenever, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, interacting with the public. Yeah, I have bipolar disorder. I know there are going to be times where when that condition gets the better of me, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like this is the sort of thing that going through the process you have perspective on times when you're going to F up and the amount of equanimity, the amount of being able to stay in the heart, especially as time goes on, it's kind of weird, but it's like getting easier as time goes on, maybe because the energy of the ritual is starting to come away and it's just the effects thereafter. So the kind of the glamour goes away, but the, the treasure is still there. Yeah. Um, but that's what I'm feeling. So that's a, a very long winded answer to that question, but hopefully helpful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. Like really. Um, Thanks, man. It's uh, yeah. Did this have any uh any impact on your uh, wife and kid? I'm curious. So, so I don't have any kids. Oh, you know. Uh, okay. But uh, but I do have. I am married, and there was there was one time when I it was like, of course, it was like with one week left, right? So you you got to keep going, right? But it was it was not it was not the most tragic thing but it was still not good and it was one of those things like as as you know using use, to use a term as a householder you know magician instead of somebody who does this full time like a monk you have to you have to like juggle a lot of different things and what i noticed was that you know, my wife was having some sleeping problems. I'm like, okay, you know, that, that happens. That's not uncommon for her. But I noticed like when she was up, she was cleaning. And I think at first it just started off, you know, you know, okay, just this normal, you know, okay, she has nothing else to do. So let me just clean, you know, why not? And I was glad that she was doing that because, you know, A, you know, less for me to do. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, I definitely try to maintain that. But also, you know, I think she's, it's complicated because she's um, on disability. So it's difficult for her to do a lot of physical activity for a while. And it's, it's this whole thing. If you ever, if you ever know somebody who's, who's gone through this, there's this push pull about agency versus acceptance, because if you just accept who's gone through, 
uh, who's gone through dis get being disabled let's say oh, or, or 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 like or Boy. like one of the one of those walking disabled oh how you're walking around how are you disabled Dude, oh, really you're disabled four years i couldn't walk without a cane and i right. could only walk for minutes at a time and i spent okay. uh, almost every day i had to crawl to the bathroom if i could exactly the bathroom at all for four years yeah that's, then you know that's exactly. a level of pain most people don't get then you know exactly what i'm talking about you know yeah. exactly what I'm i talking was about. lucky i got fixed they were like next step is a wheelchair but no yeah. i got fixed and that was that took so much will i'm really glad throughout for you. that period of time right you know because people stop coming by after the first six months or the first year oh yeah or the first two years then you have years with no one and nothing yeah and yeah. just your no pain. i get it i i, yeah. I, I get it not so the way God you bless do her and yeah uh, and uh so yeah, so she's everyone yeah 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 so so real so thing. i when she's doing that sort of thing it's like well do i tell her hey you need to stop well no because you know it's like agency right it'd be like you know if, if you're in that state and you're you're able despite all the pain to do that then I, i'm not going to stop you because hey you know yeah. you're doing something for yourself for us that's great you know so that and 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 i'm not going to like try to try to like be a parent about that but what happened was so this happens for a few days and but what happens is this keeps going and i try to talk to her like hey you should really you know trying to get her back on sleep hygiene and stuff like this um and and it turns out that i, I realized after like the eighth or ninth day i'm like oh shit she is sleepwalking because she, wow. the thing is like she was cleaning, but then she came into wow. this space, which is like the sacred space. You, you, do, you do not touch the space in which I am doing, I do all my magic because this, is, this could be dangerous to you. And I'm like, oh my God, how did I fucking miss that? Well, I knew how I missed this because I was busy, but so, you know, busy not paying attention and she being- walked kind of, into your chaz. Into, yeah, well, she eventually did that, but I, I should have realized oh, it's no. like, okay, because when I was talking with her, she would just give me very short answers and then get back to cleaning. And that's not usually how we interact. Like she usually has a lot to say, which is fine. I mean, clearly I do as well. <laughs> um, so, so I felt terrible. I, I quit as I, I locked down as much socializing as I was doing online. Like I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to leave this discord channel. I'm going to do this. I still have obligations here, but I'm going to, I'm going to like lock absolutely everything down so that I can really focus on this. And that, that probably helped me energetically. Cause it's like, it's like crystallizing in a real, very real sense. All of these, these sort of up in the air mental ideas about suffering. No, this is what it's about. It's about this sort of thing. I still did the, I still finished the ritual, but I, I managed in that day to get her to like take a nap. And then she wakes up with a nightmare and I say, no, 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 that's okay. I explained to her that that's not happening. Get her to go back to sleep and reset her sleep cycle. But man, did I feel guilty about that? I felt horrible, but you know, eventually she's like, okay, your, your, your guilt is getting boring now. So I said, okay. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, that it was, that was like the challenge. And of course it happened six weeks in. So it's like, well, you're going to quit six, six weeks in. That's kind of like the 50, 50 point. Like, okay, am I a terrible husband or am I going to actually like go through it? Or is this just something that I could have missed anyway? And maybe I should just keep going because, and I, I just decided to keep going. So no. yeah, Rock and it was roll. scary. Yeah. 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 But it wasn't, you know, I mean, people have had worse. I mean, who can forget Cosmic Trigger, Robert Anton Wilson and his daughter, you know, it's like, geez, losing her. So I've, I've, I've been lucky that I have not 
experienced massive tragedy in my life. I'm very lucky. Yeah. In spite of it all. Yeah. And now a word from our sponsors. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. While we cannot control whether any ads get put in the spots allocated, we thank you for listening to those that do since they help keep this project alive. You can also get ad-free content and bonus content and videos and a private webpage by subscribing exclusively to magicwithoutfears.com for only a couple dollars a week or $6 a month or 50 for the year. It helps a lot, plus you get emails about other exclusive things. Thank you very much. Exactly. You mentioned uh, incorporating vibration in your, I noticed in your post as well. So that's cool that you're uh, bringing in a little GD. Stuff Absolutely. Absolutely. There. I love that. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, sometimes it fits. Sometimes I find it doesn't. Um, but that's a, that's another cool little fusion that you did. And, and again, like the, the pieces you showed, how you put together the, the tablets, even your tablet union and, and, and you, you, you've, I think, I don't think I actually don't think what what Aaron Leach calls Neo Enochian is Neo Enochian. I think what what you're describing should wear that title like proudly is like because well, I would I would expect Neo Enochian to be some sort of vast improvement or addition mm. to especially creatively to Enochian magic in general or angelic magic. Um, as, opposed as opposed to, to like a fusion or uh, something. Yeah, as opposed or... to a term that's applied to uh, Enochian magic that isn't purist. Uh, mm. of, and by whatever terms that means, because I don't even the purist isn't really pure. Uh, it, you know, there's like like one, there's things we don't talk about. Like if you're a purist, then I think you'd keep you'd keep your Y fourteen, wouldn't you, instead of Y fifteen? Mm. Am I am I right? Yeah, no, right? absolutely. Yeah, but we I, all I, we I, all discovered that, and we're like, yeah, we're just gonna do that. We're just gonna yeah, we're gonna do we're, we're gonna do Y fifteen because Sigilum Mmet. Yeah, well, because you never did, because you know. Well, yeah. this is so obvious. But that, yeah. right there, you, that's you know what's purism after that. I mean, yeah, well, it, that's the thing. It's like you you clearly you got to use you got to be thinking it through. I appreciate those kind words. I mean, I'm trying. I'm doing. I'm just sort of. I, I figure there are a lot of magicians out there who are doing stuff like this, 
um, who are just trying to to put it together in some way that makes sense to them. And so, I mean, I appreciate that. I'm just like, um, I'm just like I say, I'm, I'm, I'm anything that I happen to come up with is just standing on the shoulder of a bunch of uh, other people who've gone before. Um, but yeah, it's uh, well, now people I mean, are going to stand on your shoulders. I mean, I, I plan on using your Excel sheet uh, to, yeah. to trend uh, as a basis for my, writing my own book, right? That's what it, it can be used for, correct? Yeah, it could be used for that. I mean, keep yeah. in mind, like other people have done this. Like there's, if you go to condor.de, you can get a version of that. Now, oh, really? what I'm finding there, what I'm finding, I mean, I I don't think I'm saying anything incredibly controversial to say, ooh, I found, you know, a couple of transcription errors. Duh, it's like 2,400 2, letters per side of per page. I mean, that's, that's, that's nuts. But it's, so of course people are going to make a small error here or there. And so I'm just, I'm just redoing it in the way that just having gone through it by hand and done it that way the first time, I just kind of want to be absolutely sure. Maybe I'm just like over, maybe it's my, like my North node in Virgo or my Saturn in Virgo, you know, I just like, oh, I, I really want to be in control of that. Um, I, I also have, you know, sun and moon trying that in, uh, in, in, in Taurus. So I'm just like, I, I have a little bit of control issues, you know, with all that earth in my chart, but yeah, I just, I just wanted to be sure, but yeah, my, if you want to, if you want to do it by hand, that's fine. If you just want to print it out, I'm doing it that way as well. I'm going to have like yeah. a little guide, but I'm on, I'm finishing leaf eight B today. So it's going a little bit faster than the, than the first time, but at this rate, you know, it'll only take six months you know but I'll, I'll probably have some additional time it's i just haven't had any vacation since then yeah well i mean covid's not a bad time to do this and you finished just in time yeah. for california to open up you live in california right no i mean i'm in uh, san antonio i don't know where Texas. that is <laughs> is that near near uh, saskatchewan <laughs> It, no, no Texas. problem. You're in Texas. That's right? Texas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. Is that near Corpus yeah. Christi? So Corpus Christi is about three hours south. We're kind of like in the, we're we're technically southern Texas, but if you go up to Austin, that's kind of like dead center. Uh, so well, we're about an hour an hour south of an hour and a half south of Austin, uh, or south 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 southwest of Austin, and then. Um, I think that's right. Who knows? Well, My when, when, I'm in, when I make it to Austin, which I will be, you got to come visit. We'll do some absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. As, as soon as this uh, global nightmare is over and we're all vaccinated and you know <laughs> pretending that we were completely prepared the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Plus, you know, the aliens are going to give us teleportation technologies, so we don't that's have right. to worry about customs and immigration anymore. Just beep, bop, beep. <laughs> that's right or we'll just chip in you know and we you know everything will be travel will be optimized because we will have the chips calculate route for us yeah did you ever do much um uh with uh using enochian for thaumaturgical kinds of results yeah I know, so i know people would be upset if i didn't ask you oh what did he yeah. do with it did he do anything like, did you get yeah you go to these things, do yeah. Sounds like you just had an acid trip. This does you know it doesn't matter. Yeah. No. Hey, that's how Jason yeah. Louv did the 38ers, he said was on acid. He he has said, said that he did it on DMT, is what he said. You can't, you can't do it on DMT, then you're not doing and DMT he, right. He, you can he speak, has you're not on DMT. He, he has specifically said I, it was either acid or DMT, one of those acid. two. But it he said acid. he has he has said how in in detail he's 
completely willing to say tell the embarrassing story which by the way you have to respect anybody who's willing to do that i, I mean i just oh, yeah. wonder, you know about what was going on but i actually like yeah move a lot um, yeah he's he's yeah. A, he's great he's great yeah. um so yeah so yes i've done it before now the thing is is that um some of the, the so i'm on his discord server so i just put out this all call hey i'm just gonna try to pressure test this stuff so what do y'all have what yeah let want? him know i'm a chill dude and he should talk to me okay yeah next, next time i think i'm a wanker i don't know why but who knows? no well who I, I don't know i mean he'll 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 probably appreciate the vancouver connection and the fact that you you know dude, you seem to have crossed paths bookstore and, and worked with my friend yeah. eduardo who was on my podcast in the chaos magic thing we have a lot of connections but i mainly i, I actually I, I link uh to his uh teaching school and to I've, I've recommended people to him i think his yeah. approach is right for some people uh, i think just like uh mccarthy's uh query approach is yeah. right for some people um yeah. fortunately we have a, a increasingly a large amount of variety of of qualified teachers in different with different specialties and approaches absolutely thank yeah. god because that we did yeah, not I have mean, that in the 90s man oh my god we had the like 90s scott yeah, cunningham yeah. and jeffrey james yeah i mean you're just you're just looking for something and you're just like well don't these people have it figured out and it's like no because you're still dealing with a satanic panic kid you know get out of here yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. it was terrible yeah i mean it's 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 slowly you know and even now like i'm slowly this is you know part of the slow coming out of the broom closet i don't feel too bad saying that uh in comparison to the you know coming out of the the closet you know the gay closet or the the lgbtq closet um because people have like like me growing up my mom discovered a book about uh, some of my robert anton wilson books sorry mom uh and she burned them she burned them and this is robin anton wilson this is not like he'd Alistair probably Crowley. appreciate that he'd probably be like oh my god true chaos magician. he's like oh my god yeah yeah exactly because it because look what happened now this is <laughs> you you have it you you do one thing and it has the exact opposite effect that's karma you should have thought that through when you did that but yeah it's a true story she, uh -huh. i don't know if she would admit it now but yeah she she made me stand there she she was trying to get me to burn it I'm like i'm not fucking burning my own books you do it if that's such a problem for you <laughs> uh anyway so this is good. this is a deep cut probably nobody nobody but at any rate i'm trying to i'm trying to be more it. and more open about that to, to sort of like nudge the culture in that direction but yeah it's it's so great nowadays if you want to learn stuff you can do it and you hopefully will do your research i i researched jason a lot because i was getting you know the idea like i should get back into enokian after doing finishing the hga work um so uh, and and he he really seemed to know his stuff, so so that was cool. And you know, I've I've gone through you know his course material, and that's great. And and now I'm kind of like you know just doing other stuff. I'm like clearly you know I started the blog, and I'm like okay, here's here's my approach to a lot of the stuff that I found. But um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see how well that's that gets accepted. You know, because I do have the day job, the professional job, and mm. you know. Uh, well, I mean, I think these days people won't notice that much. Probably not. There's, like, that's one of the reasons my buddy Edward was sort of able to get me to come come onto the scene because I was one of these GD people that, like most GD people and adepts, actually, you never ever will hear of them, um, right? And that's yeah. It. They, You're they the first get... person who I know who's like, you know, 
I mean, I'm sure like like you hear the list of somebody like Aaron on like like Glitch Bottle, and he's he's this person and this person, and this person. And you hear that as part of the list. But you've 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 spoken so much about it. It's very interesting hearing your experiences with that, you know, on your podcast. So with, it's with, great. With which person and which person? Uh, probably like um, probably like somebody like Aaron, you know, when he's being introduced on you know, whatever podcast he's been on, you know, they probably list that as part of his biography. I'm sure I've heard him yeah. being referenced as Golden Dawn. Oh, he, oh yeah, he's a senior adept and yeah. he's probably gonna, yeah. he's like Cicero's heir apparent, more or less. <coughs> but there's a lot of, yeah, a lot, lot of GD temples that have been around and like uh, people have no idea. It's much more to vast, but still dispersed, right? The, the thing mm -hmm. that what I was saying is the reason I felt a little bit more comfortable to come on the scene is the internet had gotten so convoluted by 2016, 2017, really, I, uh, people stopped paying attention to things, right? It stopped becoming, it's sort of the internet sort of transitioned from uh, everyone fascinated by every cool thing that they could find to having way too much shit to even begin to pay attention to and realizing, oh, my attention yeah. has value. Why I'm yeah. not going to give two seconds to something that I'm not interested in. So then when yeah. I'm, when I, when I start talking about, you know, start a podcast talking about Waldorf schools. Very, very few people. <laughs> yeah. Right? Or, or like, you know, sitting there with a glass of whiskey talking to Jason Newcomb and making jokes. Like that's going to disinterest people. And that protects you a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, people like who cares? It's it's not esoteric, but it's esoteric because people because of the level of interest. And so only people who would be interested in that sort of thing are going to keep listening. So yeah. Yeah, my, it's my been... sister when we were kids and she just joined the golden dawn at like 16 and i was i guess 20 uh and uh, a new adept at temple Dehuti. i had always had a problem hiding my books and my grade material from my friends and then i saw her grade material out one day on her shelf and her friends had just left i'm like why the hell is your grade material out on your shelf she's like oh yeah. because when i when i try to hide it they get really interested i just leave it out and they and they ask what's this i say it's some spiritual thing i'm doing and they don't even open the cover <laughs> i was like genius like brilliant this is true this is a magician my little sister That's, like the, yeah cracking the code there that, that reminds me underwear of drawer yeah, that reminds me of uh, Poe writing uh, that one of the first detective short stories ever, The Case of the Purloined Letter. And they're like, oh, right. where, where is it? Where could it be hidden? And it was just in this, this out bin, basically, this thing that was going to go in the trash. That's where he hid it in just plain sight like that. So yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> so yeah, well, I think there's, I think you're, yeah, you'll probably be fine publicly career-wise and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, it's true though, that if, uh, if like, I would like probably never be able to work for the church again, or maybe ever even teach, uh, you know, high school yeah. or college, if yeah. I was plastering my name all over the internet next to things yeah. like, like Enochian magic and Kabbalah and, and stuff like that, I could get away with maybe yeah. some of it if it was acad more academic, which I have, but yeah, no, there's, yeah. there are, you're going to encounter some people out there who are yeah. just like, this guy's got to be canceled. Yeah. And the, in the Southeast U.S., there's no way, no way yeah. that, you know, like maybe, okay, yeah. maybe if I, if I moved up to like the Pacific Northwest, the hippie then, Coover. It may, yeah, or, or to Vancouver or wherever, yeah. I might have a chance, but it's, it's not likely, you know, that, that I, I mean, I could, but you know, then the, then the question is, well, what would I do? I could probably be like a, a gifted director. Cause I have that, I have a degree in gifted 
education but yeah uh, other than that it's I actually like, do want to talk to you just about that one day yeah once okay. i paid i because i noticed you've talked to, on a, some other podcasts about it mm-hmm. and i'm yeah, very, yeah, yeah. very curious about this like my main interest is really in education and pedagogical theory and and if i do ever go back and and re re refinish my phd i'll probably switch to an education one um since you know my other guys passed away and that field's uh-huh. esotericism is a disaster i was with nicholas goodrick clark and um it, i mean his department yeah the, it's hard to study esotericism academically and then get a job um, yeah whereas it if, you, if it's in education but i'd be fascinated for example to study uh, online education which i know could get i could easily get money for studying zoom education advanced learning in my doctorate no problem baby but I could, of course, choose to focus. That would teach me a lot about how to be a better educator and how to maybe promote some insights in the esoteric world and spiritual communities for us improving that education model there. Because just in grad school alone, I learned a lot about adult education, and it is radically different from how kids are taught, which is, Absolutely. in my opinion, why undergraduate systems are failing, because they're using the outmoded industrial model of, of the straight-up lecture format in an overcrowded classroom where you would know Q&A can be effective and there's no adult group dynamics, which is just so essential. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's almost like, uh, it's almost as if they don't want too many people educated. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hmm. Well, at least they legalized pot. Well, yeah. In some places. Not here oh, in Texas. Right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what it's what all right. the hell, guys? Like, come on, Texas. You guys, you guys get so many things. Uh... I was watching this newscast where they were bringing up decriminalizing or just medical marijuana. And, and come on, I mean, this is, there are studies backing this up that, that it is doing stuff that other stuff can't do. And there were two comments and both of them were negative. And the, one of them said, this is so dumb. Why are you even bringing this up? You know, blah, 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 blah. It's like, is that the level of discourse you want to put on your television station? But I, I thought about it. I'm like, these were the two comments that they got. They got two comments and nobody, none of the, none of the Texas liberals or the San Antonio liberals, because there are some, you know, there's these blue, you know, places where people are trying to be progressive about stuff like that. None of them thought, gee, I should, I should write into the radio, into the, into the TV station and put a positive comment about this. Or the TV manager said, nah, nobody's going to buy that. We need to, we need to stick to the, this, you know, more conservative uh, line. You know, I'm not speaking about any particular party but more the conservative thinking about keeping things the same but it's just oh <laughs> boy i tell you what <laughs> i do, what are you going to tell me i tell you what what well what are you going to tell me i tell full you stop. what full stop <laughs> there was like a, there was like 20 texan initiates when i first went to my first golden dawn event in la in 97 mm. um, and so i learned a lot from them i was billeted in a house with them and hanging out with all these texans and i was a 16 year old kid who'd just come back from a six months in vienna on a student exchange so it was a culture shock to say the least yeah. to be alone alone <laughs> on my own dime in the states with in an occult order no less right yeah Picked up from the airport by people i've never met and spending and those whole, are different those are different a whole different breed of texans too but they're still going to have some there texans. was some See, from grew- houston austin dallas and they were they but they were amazing i mean i'm still friends with mm-hmm. some of them like today yeah. like that's the thing like they're just yeah what a that was a shock because it wasn't yeah. what i was taught about texans up here yeah. in canada of course in, in my igloo the 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 ice screen on my <laughs> igloo told me they're right. all texans that all texans 
Yeah. And that's, it's never the case. You know, there's, there's variety among all kinds of people. I grew up in Minnesota. So, you know, that's why you don't hear any thick Texan accent. And worse than that, I don't have the, uh, I don't have the Minnesota accent because I always wanted to sound like Paul Majors on KARE TV. And he had a very good, you know, you know, standard American dialect. And I want to sound just like him. And ever since then, I, whenever I've talked with, uh, you know, somebody who's an English as a second language person or English language learner, they always say, oh, I can really understand you really well. I'm like, yeah, because I sound like this standard form of, you know, American English that you've been probably been taught. So anyway, yeah, you could, you could, you could be, you could pass up here in Canada. Yeah, just a few little things. I have to be careful. I, I was listening to the other. You were talking about how it's ideology, ideological. Uh, oh, yeah. and, but that is that's actually very. There's variations across across the U.S. Yeah. In, in how that's said too. So it's like, of course, know. and there is up here as well. Of course, yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah, some yeah people, of course. But it was wearing on me because that word is being said so much these days. And finally, I just sort of realized I was like, holy shit, there is a common, uh, there is a, a majority difference in the states mm. versus canada to that where and i had never noticed it. yeah and again yeah. as someone who loves wor words and language like you yeah, know yeah. my you know when i study a language usually the thing i focus on is dialectual differences because i just find differences different interesting like you mm -hmm. know a lot of my facility with the irish language comes from understanding dialectual differences that are to me just fascinating like that even mm -hmm. the different way they say hello in different places but then how each of those words are pronounced shows you the the phonology of of it and and it's just and then then cadence and bloss as they call it just fucking that to me that's so that that is yeah. so exciting like that's just my favorite thing to say that's that's why you know you know, i should have probably stayed in the university world but fuck it yeah you, you gotta do what you gotta do i had to run away and join a celtic band <laughs> awesome that's yeah i had to <clears throat> i had to i had to what did i do i had to just get a job I think my first experience with grad school was good. My second one was uh, less so, but um, it's been okay. You know, I'm, I'm, I feel like I made the right decisions. Yeah, Ultimately. it can be really hit or miss, eh? Yeah, you yeah. said it. It's, yeah. uh, it, it's like I, I, I tell people, like, if you're going to go to grad school, you got to be prepared. You know, you need like, there's like seven or eight things, you know, to pull a number out there that that are, you need to like kind of work for you and about two or three of those can slide but not any more than that you know because if if those things are starting to go then you then the other things won't hold you hold together enough for you to keep going so i ultimately had to leave it was it wasn't working out hmm. And uh, yeah. I don't want to say too much more. <laughs> yeah. Maybe over 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 uh, a drink in in, uh, in a pub, maybe. But of course, I don't I don't drink alcohol. But I will be happy to tell you about it. In I'll just less uh, I'll setting. just I'll just bring an Enochian sigil and press it on your face. That's right. It'll just be it'll just be telepathic. <laughs> well, I'll slip one in your back pocket. That's oh and one of those oh sure. naughty naughty. Practice <laughs> practice my sleight of hand. Um, <laughs> Did you ever right. uh, put any yeah, colors on uh, the Carmara Hagenol sigils? No, I just I just etched those in there. Like the watchtowers, I, I used colors with, you know, and, and of course the table. But no, I just I just you know what I did is I got this. Um, uh, if you're going to do it in in metal, and I don't know how much what tools you have, but for anybody else who's listening, let's say I, what I got was this nice diamond. Listen up, Ash and Shasan, we're going to school you. <laughs> what I got was this nice diamond tipped uh, engraver thing. 
and it was like only it was cheap it was like 25 bucks i'm like what is this is this must have the, like the world's smallest diamond in there but it, it works and it you know just goes and you just hold it and you just like very carefully hold on to the metal you know with the you know strong grip and the 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 etcher with a strong grip and i would just write it in there and i haven't really had any problems with it it's it, it gets the job done but yeah no no colors on this it didn't, I never got the thing. And I worked at, by the way, for that, I, I worked out of Stenwick, Stenwick's book and I've seen that Aaron Leach has some differences. So, um, yeah, I, I did like 20, 30 hours look comparing every single difference between there two, and then looking at the manuscripts just yeah. for the heptarchia. Um, that makes, and you, what that I got, makes you hardcore. <laughs> well, what I got was fascinating. Like it was the yeah. base, it's the basis of a whole new introductory format for getting just into that through this initial yeah. work. And that's what I laid out for my weekly class because that's what I have to do. I mean, I yeah, put yeah. a lot of work into those classes because I, I want to educate them at the same level I'm educated. So it's more of a graduate seminar sort of perspective with, you know, the expectation of a lot of self-directed work. But if you don't do it, that's fine. Who gives a shit? It's not, it's not mm. my education. It's yours, um, yeah. you know? And, uh, but I want to be circumspect in the presentation of information because what's the point in studying magic with someone if you're just learning their opinion and some other stuff they made up or received and then when you compare it to everyone else it doesn't fit into any tradition anywhere it's a different schema of the aura or it's 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 uh you know some completely debauched kabbalah you know yeah. based on which which again it's just like this is not even some people get even taught that it that it is something that it isn't like that it is the actual essential nominalistic understructure of the universe and that we're receiving the universe through it this is a such a conceptual flaw that will lead to so many problems in practical magic right if you but, don't but let me conceptions are there to guide us to experience nature and spirit at best yeah yeah let me let me circle back and, and connect that with linguistics do, one, you're super one, smart one, one of the schwepp well thank you one of the schwepp episodes <laughs> love fest 2021 um the uh the Got if you, pineapple the, express right here nice do you do you do you listen to the schwepp with earl fontanelle no what is it oh my god this is like this is right up your alley so it's it's the secret history of western esotericism podcast it's hosted by this guy named earl fontanelle and the dude takes basically the the exact history it's 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 model it's sort of semi a play on the, the history of western philosophy without any gaps which is like this joke joke title of a podcast but the the but he does the kind of the same thing he starts all the way back to like pre-pythagorean thought and it takes us through the pythagorean cult and then getting up to plato and so on and so forth all the way up to i think now he's he's past the antique period but he's getting in so he's in some medieval uh philosophers so it's a lot of philosophers who are trying to who, and there's some mysticism mixed in but anyway he talked there's this one person who he interviewed about how these that there's a spell that people would say and it didn't make any sense. It sounded just like a barbarous word. It didn't make, you know, or a corrupted word, right? But the spell still worked. And what, then the linguist took this analysis, I'm probably getting like this only 50% right, but he said that he, he analyzed the words and it sounded like he realized, oh, this is the word, you know, for a spell, let's say to break a broken, broken bone, he realized that, you know, I mean, you, you know, we, you, you and I both know German. So, you know, if we hear it in English, if somebody, just says, you know, bind to bind, you know, bind to bind, you know, oh, we know, okay, that's bone to bone, 
That's what that means. That's 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 what those words are. But it became corrupted, you know, in the trans. So we only hear, you know, in English. And oh, you know, it's some kind of you know weird, funky word that we don't have in English. But it seems to work to to bring bones together. And he he traces that I think all the way back to PIE to the Proto Indo-European language. And so, and and yet it still seems to work, and magicians are still using it, even though they have no idea what it means, and it's like this corrupted previous <coughs> language. It was like it was crazy. So sometimes there's even value, like in in stuff that's just like you don't know why. And it's weird. Like one other thing I wanted to run by you, you know, the Steli of Jew, aka like Crowley's version, like Lieber Samak. It's funny. I've realized some stuff about that that. Um, that I'm going to try next time I do that uh, ritual, which is that I'm going to, you know how like they have those long strings of vowels? It occurred to me that what if there is meaning into how many vowels there are? And what if that is a code to say what note on a musical scale you should be vibrating that word at, right? I was, I was, I was thinking that just the other day because yeah, I, was, I was playing around with one of... Uh, Reverend uh, Zemi, Zemi, I mean, yeah, yeah. Jehudis. I was just experimenting with one out of context. Um, and I was contemplating, I always think about that with the vowels. Like, is it a number to equal a note yeah. or frequency, or is it just the length of time you vibrate that one? I mean, mm -hmm. I, the problem is whatever, no matter how good the theory we come up with, this is the real fucking problem. It doesn't yeah. matter how good the theory we come up with is, we won't actually know. Isn't that yeah. doesn't that suck? But maybe maybe it'll work better if we if we try these things, or maybe maybe it was never intended to be used that way. But we it's like it's like it's like I said before with the math. It's like there's this hidden structure that either we're imposing, or maybe the spirit is giving us this idea to do it because that's the better way to do it. And it's it's like like D and Kelly when they were doing their conjurations, they didn't have math in mind. They weren't thinking about that. They just wanted to talk to the angels, and yet they brought in something that was heavily mathematically and geometrically focused. In addition to having a language, in addition to being able to have all these you know hundreds of angels that you could work with, it's like, geez, you know, there's sometimes you get way more than you ask for. <laughs> so I don't know yeah yeah well the, the mathematical geometric thing is one of the things that blows me away the most about the enochian system uh because of how it then because of, and the revelations i had after i closed temple to hootie and in 2005 was living in west coast of ireland like in the aran islands in the gale talks you know and i had a, an american shaman buddy and uh, get me some mushrooms and we all did mushrooms by the bank of the Avon, and like boom i was in fairyland in a way that I didn't ever conceive of it. And that's what it was to me, especially yeah. where I was in the kind of magic I've been practicing my whole life. Um, and then, but because of all my Enochian experience and all my work on inner planes, you know, three day long meditations where you, you know, you're basically in a box and sure. these, these states, and the math and all of that with the Enochian system and the, the psychedelics lined up in such a shocking way. Fast forward uh, 15, 15 years of working with that later with, with the psilocybin, I 
you know, finally in Berlin tried Changa and DMT. And it was just even, it was like, oh, it's fully real. It's fully real. And I, I believe that it's a full, this is the spirit realm, the astral planes. Yeah. And, and these spirits and beings are intimately related to that. And somewhere in between Stenwick, I think has a very good under, understanding of this weird interplay between um, sort of the frequency theory of consciousness and metaphysics, like base metaphysics because there's, there's a problem with the interaction of those two things that we haven't figured out yet, right? Some say it might mm. be in the in dark, the answer might be somewhere in dark matter or something like this, we don't know. We don't have the, we haven't fixed the problem of consciousness and what the matter is in, in what matter yeah. is. Um, yeah. Fundamentally, that's a huge fucking problem, yeah, right? There, yeah, there's, there's so much that we don't know. We thought, you know, there, I think the 20th century lulled us into this sense of security where, you know, after we didn't, after we got after toasters. we figured yeah it we, out. Got, we got toasters and we we didn't we we only used the a-bombs twice we being you know my country <laughs> but uh, no twice. uh not nagasaki and hiroshima or the two but then of course we tested all over the place and irradiated the entire atmosphere sorry uh, we in russia both did that but we did we did more because we're number one <laughs> yeah but uh the um but I think the problem is, is like the physics that we got, it was very elegant, you know, it's like, okay, you know, we get the Einstein, you know, and we can explain Matt and, you know, gravity and space time and how, you know, time can be relative and that's, it's, oh, that's cool. And then, oh yeah, quantum mechanics. Oh, it's kind of like this weird kind of like static where, you know, you know, particles arise out of that. Oh, that's interesting. But, you know, other than that, you know, but then it, it's like, there's this whole other level where, we don't we still don't even know why galaxies outside of ours are behaving so differently from what you would expect or star systems in, in other galaxies are behaving differently because it's like that's not the way that you know it's it, it's like it violates like like the the motion of the planets is too fast and is faster in some areas than you would expect based on you know the way that stuff comes together it's just there's a lot out there that we don't know and then of course I'll bring it back to the UFOs because, uh, you know, I'm very interested in this, especially oh. speaking. The nice thing about not having done psychedelics and there's very little to say for it. No, you're <laughs> at, in a, you're in a, point, a unique position like Brian Mirror Rescue. Uh, very, very for, unique. Yeah. Temporarily. We're going to fix this. Yeah, I, I'm sure I'm sure it'll be fixed. You know, I'm sure somebody will be it will be a friend of, and, you know, it'll it'll all be taken care of. And I will make sure to watch the set and setting and all of that. But um, but I am in the unique position to say, OK, well, you know, it's not like I'm coming up with this stuff based on a bunch of drugs I took, you know, or, oh, your brain is fried, you know, it's not that, obviously, but yet you and I, you know, we have very similar experiences, you know, both in the magical and everything you're saying about this, it's like, those are the kinds of visions that you get in Enochian where you can you can see what's going on and you can kind of manipulate it every single time somebody's talked about like a psychedelic experience and they're going to this place and that place opening this door that door all of these things line up very very similarly to like what you do when you're in a Nokian vision state at least for me you know i'm not yeah i'm not the best but you know like i say i'm okay at a lot of the different things and and scrying is one of them i'm not i'm i'm not a kelly level scryer <laughs> so was Kelly a anyway. good scryer? I guess. I think he was. I think he was pretty good in the sense that he, the 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 number of modalities that he was in all the time, and plus he was able. Like when I see an angel, it's it's rare for me to see them, like I'm like I'm seeing you. He was able to do that. 
you know, now I'll see other. Uh, yeah, I haven't yeah. read all this stuff as much as most of you actually, like all the diaries and tr the pure stuff. I, again, I, I was, yeah, I was, I was just sort of GD until, yeah, yeah. until I did the Enochian masterclass and uh, last year during the beginning of COVID. And I was like, okay, I'm going to give this like, and I had done an operation with Lon and I was like, okay, I'm going to check out the purest Enochian tradition. And I'm glad I am because boy oh boy did it tie in well with the 22 dmt experiments i did at that, that same time and the last mm -hmm. the 22nd experiment fucking finally worked or whatever but yeah 22 letters of the hebrew alphabet hey well that was the intention and, and that's what <laughs> there you I, go you know anyway yeah uh where were we uh i think we were covering we we were covering psychedelics and just how it kind of lines up but anyway so I'm, I'm not gonna you can't say i'm the guy who fried his brain like maybe weed you could say i did too much weed back in the day but that was i don't i don't consider that a psychedelic unless you do like way way too much in, in a given night but yeah no and i haven't i haven't in a while i i, I had to stop drinking too because i had a problem with that but you know other than that it's like i think i'm relatively normal i don't don't wear the tinfoil hat yet so you know yeah so Dean, I always got the impression because I haven't read as much as, as you probably on this, but the impression that D struggled with visions, but with Kelly or that Kelly that that that, that D had to help him out a lot and see things himself that Kelly wasn't able to describe. Isn't that the mm. case that D had to then see the letters? It wasn't I'm Kelly not, seeing them. I'm not sure. You know, that's the thing. I haven't gotten as into those. The diaries and the, the problem for me is i have a very hard time reading d's handwriting um especially since a lot of it is margin in the margins and it's like i can't read this as well as other people who have spent more time with it um and maybe maybe i can someday but i'm i'm struggling with that yeah that stuff's always hard it is it is tough it, especially because the you know they were trying to conserve paper because that was an economical an economic consideration but um but what the, what uh, Jason mentions in his book on it uh, is uh, that D that the angels told D that if he that he mentioned to the angels well if I close my eyes I can see visions and they say you know but whereas Kelly he would use the shoe stone you know and all of that or the show stone shoe however they pronounce it back then right I think show just, I mean that's the spelling of show back at back back in the day okay yeah but um he they said to him when d said that he could see better with his eyes closed they said that's even better so every time i've gone on like a zoom call and, and walked people through like like a vision i say just close your eyes because if the angels say it's better just do that <laughs> you don't need to you don't need to buy an obsidian i had an obsidian mirror because you know when i first started out i'm just like well when i read that i'm like why do I have this? So I just gave it away. I have given away so much of my stuff. Yeah. It's just like, if it's better, that, if it's better to just close your eyes, then just close your eyes, dude. So. Well, yeah, I was I was talking to a uh, one of these sort of seven equals four GD adepts a while back, and mm. I was I was talking about practicing different scrying methods. I mostly use a copper bowl that I hammered out of copper, like Nostradamus sort of style. It's my favorite mm. thing. But crystal balls, I've worked with a ton. Um, Black awesome. mirror a little bit, and I was talking, and he was just like. I don't use he's like dude but you know most of us don't we don't use anything really we just do it i'm like yeah, yeah well of course but the theory i was trying to explain it was that the idea that these tools could be useful for increasing different ways and different energies but what was interesting yeah. was he he reminded me of the fact that there's an argument that those things are always perhaps limiters or crutches 
to just pure vision. And that's a controversial thing to say. I know that, especially in the, the grimoire culture we've got on evocation these days. Maybe we can talk just a, a tiny bit about that because I think we might have interesting perspectives, even or especially if they're coming out of a little bit of ignorance, because sometimes that's where the best questions are, right? There are no stupid yeah. questions. So maybe we, we might just have some questions that some of these fuckers can answer for us in a satisfactory way, because there is this question of, of visible appearance, of uh, Black Mirror, of appearing in the yeah. triangle. Like I just read John King's Imperial Arts. I've got thoughts on that. And, yeah. uh, and what do you think about this, uh, this thing, the, the pure vision? Versus oh. manifesting in the objects or seeing the vision or seeing a tree. Because my understanding was always that the crystal sphere or the, you know, especially was to trigger the imagination of the mind. That's definitely a golden dawn approach. And yeah. what's been best for me, especially since I've been doing the, the psychic astral meditative stuff for so long. But what do you think about this debate? Yeah, well, I'm I'm not gonna wait. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know sidestep it by you know in a probably dissatisfactory way for people who are who are listening. But like, so you take the word imagination, right? I mean, what what is what the the root word of that is image, you know, being able to see, right? But we say, well, imagination is not real, but it's still something you're seeing, right? So. Or in the case, you know, we've since expanded. It could be you're imagine hearing something. You know, we use the we've expanded that into the other sense modalities. But I would say, like, if you're, um, if you're, if so, what did they mean when they said visible appearance? Did they mean you're able to see it directly, as if it were as real as anything else in front of you, or did they just mean you are able to see a vision? A vision is something you see. Therefore it's to visible appearance right so like instead of like 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 you know i the, one of the people i did it was kind of a weird thing i was on a going to a gifted conference and i just i just got the sense by the angels okay you need to bring your stuff and i'm like what the okay angels like you need to bring your materials as much as you can i said okay and i just chatted up this uh this woman and you know we just were both kind of like these you know you know out there spiritual types you know and i said to her, but she hadn't known about enochian and it turns out that she you know so we did the call to text and all of that but it turns out that she was unable to see and her sight wasn't fixed until the age of four so like a lot of those faculties that you develop as a child you know related to seeing she didn't have i mean she could still see just fine you know you know with glasses and all of that but her vision wasn't corrected until the age of four so the problem with it, so she said that ever since then, I've not been able to use the imagination. And if I close my eyes and, you know, try to do that, it's just not going to happen. And there are people who have aphantasia as well, you know, so, I, you know, that's, and that's a, a real condition. Yeah. But what was interesting is she still had something. She had something that was a feeling based kind of thing. And she got messages that were more auditory, but she could feel a whirling around her, but she couldn't see anything when she closed her eyes and did that. So I guess my, my, my take on that is like, when it comes to being able to see something, I mean, it depends on what they meant in, this, in the manuscript. And we don't, that's the problem with grimoires, right? We know what the grimoire says, 
but we don't know if let's say somebody was an apprentice to somebody who is a, a more a, more of an adept you know if they uh if they if this was if they ask those kinds of questions and that's not the something you're you would spell out in a grimoire because that would be understood in the community in the communities in which you were practicing magic or two two people who were pretty good at magic would talk to each other and they would probably it would kind of go without saying so that's that's probably my take on it. I know that some people, there are times in which I will see something, <coughs> it'll, it's like, it's like, it's like kind of augmented reality. That's kind of the way I look at it. It's like, this is, this is an augmented reality. And sometimes it's going to seem, look as real as, as other stuff, but I have not, I can't say that I've had it to that level of fidelity, you know, or resolution, if we're going to use a real geeky term you know I've, I've never had it at full reality resolution but that's that's part of the reason why i say i'm just i'm just okay you know i mean you take somebody like kelly i mean he's literally getting beaten up by spirits and like physically injured as a result of that with one of his uh you know it was actually libra loga that he was working with when he had that had those owies oh wow <laughs> yeah i always but, like to think of vision work or spiritual vision in of all spiritual vision as as drawing from the bible idea of seeing through a glass darkly right and to me that's, that's good, what's that's so analogy. amazing about psychedelics uh, i'm always i always get biblical baby um <laughs> what's so amazing about psychedelics is this thing from the earth right and it's also sometimes endogenous that takes us beyond that so what does if mm-hmm. if well, only when we know God will we see face to face and we see face to face through these gifts of the earth. Mm, then, yeah, to me that, that see, I'm a pantheist. So right. now I'm, I basically, there, that's my argument for God is nature. What yeah. we're actually trying to behold in the spirit realm, in our, all of our magic is nature just on a level that we can't perceive physically. Yeah. But the, and therefore the idea of imagination, which comes from nature, from our bodies and consciousness, everything to do with us is nature. There's this weird activating spirit running through it, which is the spirit is the part of nature you don't see. And I, I love the idea of tying this to Goethe's idea of nature, nature to nature and naturing, which it comes from the semiotic theory of Robert Corrington, who's an awesome pantheist and uh, semiotician. But I think that's very very possible or it's definitely a theory that works best with my experience you know what i mean and so in that sense uh yeah we're we're seeing into into nature most clearly uh through entheogens but we can see all the time through a glass darkly and the level of clarity has to do with maybe our theosis our divinization or or fucking who knows where whether we're standing on a ley line or holding the right crystal yeah, or, or, medi- or, ju- or just like meditating for a while and you get closer and closer to that if you're if you're doing keeping up again and i'm not <laughs> i'm not the best at this myself i mean there are so many like little things i need to do you know you know i need to I, to keep the bipolar in check i gotta run i have or exercise i need to yeah. do this and that sometimes I, I get the meditation in if i happen to have slept a lot but also gotten up early enough to be able to both run and do it it's just you it's it sometimes it's the life of a householder you know it's the life of somebody who's in the world you know it's not this high magic okay you're a king and so you if you want to take an hour out to meditate you can have you read frater acker much not yet no oh well i'm he, not he, I, I, I was just I'm, reading his rosicrucian magic and he says something 
exactly what you're saying right now about that's the Rosicrucian approach is not departing from the world. And it may, you, it, when you described the Enochian sphere cutting your heart into and bif bifurcating it uh, so that you could exist in these two places and have your heart in the spirit realm, but also fully presented to the world. And you're even transparent about this. You're presenting this shit at fucking Mensa. Yeah, baby, rock and roll. Yeah. And <laughs> it'll be, and it'll be controversial. I'm that's sure. <laughs> exactly what uh, Frater Acker is. Hat geschrieben in sein neue Bücher, gell? Ja, ja. ja. Wo hast du okay. dein Deutsch gelernt? Uh, I, I, ich habe es uh, in, in Hochschule und in uh, Uni ein bisschen studiert, uh, aber es, uh, uh, leider habe ich nicht, uh, nicht genug Wörter uh, gelernt oder ich erinnere mich, mich nicht uh, auf uh, alle die Wörter, die ich brauche, uh, um, um gut zu reden. So. Du redest sehr gut. Nein, das ist ja, perfekt. Das ist perfekt, ja. Super. Ich kann dich anrufen um 3 Uhr uh, manchmal und uh, auf Deutsch scheiß reden. Very cool, man. Yeah, Thanks. well, you should like Frederick because whenever he does the good quotes, it's fun that whenever he comes to a historical quote, he'll like put it fully in german as well which is uh, really, nice. which is a treat for because you know the all the latin motherfuckers get all this latin like peterson right. and skinner gets all this greek and and they all get their fucking languages the french all this french shit yeah where's the german we need our german german yeah I, I i did have it a treat i had one time when i had to use it that it was helpful and that was when i was transcribing Lita Hollingworth's uh, Children Above 180 IQ for Project Gutenberg. And there were these passages in there that were in German that she chose not to translate because she assumed that whoever would be reading this would at least be able to know somebody who knew German enough to do that. But I went ahead and said, I, I said uh, about how this child uh, hat, uh, jede, you know, auf, auf, you know, uh, Sex monata, sex monata, alt, hat jede zelabe heraus gedrückt, you know, just, just, you know, pressed out every single word, you know, and it was just like, it was like, okay, this is pretty helpful, you know, skill to have. I can at least translate this okay so that if, you know, you're an English speaker, because English is the dominant until the Chinese, Chinese, until Mandarin becomes it, you know. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, well, that happened a long time ago where I live, so. Oh um, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, baby, dude. Um, which is, you know, yeah, well, the world is it's changing. Reality, world's yeah. changing. That's why we need to get Scott Stenwick's new book on how you use the, you know, focusing on using the aethers to affect, you know, geographical and political change. We can, we can all go to war with each other politically on the astral plane. Wouldn't yeah. that be fun? Doesn't oh, that sound man. like a good time, a way to spend our time? It's funny. I was I was listening to uh, to uh, Layla Kinzelman's uh, reading about the the battle of whatever street that was with Crowley versus the the Golden Dawn yeah. and and all that whole thing. And he read a very one sided view of it. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, it was it was coming out of a book, but it was it was interesting because it was I've heard that story elsewhere or I've read it elsewhere probably more more likely than not, and it was just interesting. It's just like, you know. It would be much easier if we took kind of this Buddhist approach. So I think that's my next thing is like, um, I will probably try to, I have the Tibetan Book of the Dead here. That'll probably be the next reading task that I have for myself. Cause I've, oh, I've nice. heard about the Bardos. I know about it, but I want to get that yeah. going. I got my and, copy right there that 
yep Three. but i haven't I've, i haven't i've never read the source material of that that well so i'm going to try to get into that it's but fascinating. i'm thinking about yeah I'm, th yeah I'm thinking about getting into like uh nyingma and uh, kagyu buddhism but it's just like that's a re that you're really embarking on a course of study then because they got they got a lot of magic techniques tantra techniques and then you, but they always combine it with this idea of karma and it's just like you just got to think about like you know there's there's an advantage to maybe trying something but there's a deep advantage to just accepting because you know it but it's it's harder to do we don't like doing that we don't like to accept but there's a huge advantage to just doing to just accepting it's that's i mean i mean that i had this weird experience where i got to meet the dalai lama he put the cloth around my head i said do you have a teaching for me he said don't become buddhist <laughs> and apparently okay, he was saying that to everyone and then he said it at a, at a speech as well after and explained what he meant so he was he was yeah. he was he he's a good spiritual leader he knows how to set the set the stage for his thing right his point was about yeah it's about depth of practice he said if you keep yeah. if you keep going back you know you know changing the road you're on you're just setting yourself back just you know it's it could a, be it's, yeah that that will that, that there's that's the buddhist opinion apparently yeah i could i mean that, that that is part of probably part of the reason why i haven't gotten as into the galug uh <laughs> branch of tibetan buddhism but I, they're all pretty they seem to be pretty chill with each other nowadays but of course i'm an outsider i don't i don't know what's going on between various lineages but yeah i'm, I'm interested in that i've gotten into lama lena online i, I kind of watch her and she's she points out certain things i'm like oh yeah i should have remembered that or oh that's pretty interesting maybe i should try that but uh, it's funny, she talks about like how she has um, autism and she's an older lady. So, you know, she she's self-diagnosed, I'm sure. But, you know, it's interesting hearing her describe how she has to like set up her life uh, or has to, to in order to avoid, you know, having a meltdown and how she even has had a meltdown like fairly recently. And it was like, I get that, you know, I've, I've, I have bipolar. I will have the occasional meltdown or I have to like, be very into like, okay, what am I thinking? Is this taking me in a crazy direction and stuff like that? Um, and sometimes I'm going to fail too. And you have to like get very deep on the acceptance that sometimes you are going to be a big asshole and not try to be one. And yet you are, and you have to like realize that, that there will be times like that and try your best to avoid them. But just be like, you know, you just try your best. It's, it's, it's embarrassing as 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 i'll get out but you have to because you you realize afterwards and you're like you're not in that state anymore but there's like that wreckage behind you it's just like yeah gotta try gotta try but that's the nature it's it's like the corrupted nature of humanity you know it's it's a very small version of that you know the fall <laughs> yeah we're yeah we're in this fallen state i mean that's it's the uh you, it's hard to imagine i mean some people i think it's crazy when people aren't in touch with it like who you know who who sort of have this dionysian view of themselves as, yeah. as and like the ones who end up you know usually becoming these these corrupt leaders and abusers in these in these groups and gurus um yeah. you know and it makes me think that some of the most powerful stuff in the in the magical systems that is being thrown out is uh, like even Frater Yehuda talks about cutting out the parts of the prayer of Enoch where it says, I am less than sand. He's like, because this is not in a, alignment. I think it's him where this is not in alignment with my view of things. And I'm like, 
I think there, there's something to be said about this understanding that uh, is maybe a bit of baby and not bathwater in the religious ethos. Yeah, I, I kept I kept that part in. I, that part yeah. of the the prayers I would do each morning is uh, is the prayer of Enoch, and I, I kept that part in. I, I did but, not change that. I appended stuff to it, but I didn't excise stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, is it crazy to think that 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 kind of language is also or just or maybe more about the effect it causes in us on an energetic level? Yeah, I mean, like, like the way I look at it just really simply is like, okay, me before Jebbafall is less than sand compared to like the insights that the divine insights that you get, you know, and that's, that's enough for me, you know, I'm I, I'll clearly, you know, I like that. Uh, yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah, it, it, on a basic level, that kind of language of, of, of humility and sinfulness, and then uh, reborn salvific righteousness is yeah. It is the um, oh, I just said um, the uh, sort of the solve a coagula process, you know. Mm, um, okay. But also that was the that was the secondary one I was thinking. The main one I was thinking is, um, damn, you know, it's obviously got a bit of above and below. That was the thing. I forgot. I had the word, and then I something alchemical in the in the in that vein. Then, yeah, the um. It's not just a formula it's something else damn i should have smoked less uh, pineapple express <laughs> but, something uh, about the you, you've talked about cleaning the alembic or making sure that it's uh yeah you know, clear but yeah yeah that's there's a right. lot there's a lot that can be said about this in fact but yeah the the it's though the lead into gold yeah. same thing same fucking thing right Absolutely. so like one is the lead that's the thing i'm less than sand i'm i'm lead and then you're 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 using your language you're describing this alchemical process of the philosopher's stone in a prayer and yeah. and it's a kind of weird formula that we interpret uh beyond physical chemistry because it has so many parallels in other mystical teachings it obviously these these all have obviously ancient antecedents that we have lost yeah. track of you know, we've, we've smashed those cuneiform tablets or or burnt them in the Library of Alexandria, because I guarantee you there was writings on this shit. We have such a small fraction of of, like, oh, yeah. of the Gnostics, the Neoplatonists, like now the things we found have led us to understand that there's all this shit just wiped out. Oh, they, they, so, it's it's one of those those tragedies of history. You know, it's I think of like uh, Archimedes having discovered, you know, proto calculus. And then, bam! Some Russian or some uh, Roman soldier, you know, you know, kills him on sight instead of you know keeping him alive. But you can see we've only discovered using like X-ray technology that he had this like proto, you know, calculus like limit showing a limit, you know, approaching the wow. limit as X goes to infinity. We could have gone. We could have been to the moon like you know, 500 years earlier if chemistry was going at that same rate. It's just like. Jeez. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. I Come wanted on, to man. start the podcast saying to you that to you because I know uh, you said that. Also, yeah, you talked yeah. A, yeah, you talked a little bit of, about some of my ideas on uh, with Ryan's on Ryan's podcast, which was cool. Um, I'm glad that something I said may sort of stuck with you a little bit. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm 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 learning a lot from everybody i'm just everybody like always everybody listening, always yeah. listening to as many different people i'm binging little kins owens stuff i'm binging your stuff i'm binging I I, I I it's like there's not enough hours in the day and yet no. somehow 
I get annoyed when my podcast goes back to zero. I'm like, I got to find something else, you know, because people can only make so much content for you, Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really think you got to do the book um, because you have a different kind of mind than, than Aaron's. You're going to approach things in a different way. You're already more eclectic. And I think people need to hear about this, these, these main ideas. Like, I don't know anyone else that is even close to me being able to put up some sort of book together. But I think a book with your, even if you were willing to show the tools and stuff like that could be a really fabulous thing. It doesn't have to be that big. Um, yeah. But I think honestly, that would be a wonderful contribution. I appreciate that. What, I, what I'll need definitely is a, is a co-author because, uh, you know, and uh, it's, it, and so I'll, 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 I'll scour for people. I'll, I'll find uh, folks. Maybe Stenwick um, would, would do that. He might. I mean, the guy, the guy's. Because he hasn't written busy. on Libra Loga. He hasn't. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it. Um, and this uh, could be a chance and, for you to both write about it. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I guess what I, what I want is I want some, like I said earlier, you know, I kind of want like just a, like a three volume thing. Like he tries to do that with different parts of the system. I kind of want it instead of the different parts of the system. I want like beginner. Here's Aristotle's elements. Here's astrology then getting into and then you know maybe mapping on the heptarchy a little bit and then getting into more advanced stuff like with the aethers but i think like uh you know just going along making it easier and easier for people to do but yeah i mean i i i just need i need to finish get to the bandwidth and i got to finish the, transcribing the copy of this one before i do that but i appreciate that yeah I'm, lots to do i know lots <laughs> And let's hope I let's hope I live that long, right? Isn't that the thing? Yeah. Like, oh, well, oh, you don't I'm, know what'll happen. You try. And <laughs> like I know the next eight nine years of my life, right? <laughs> like, yeah. I know exactly what I'm doing. Oh yeah, I don't know how I'm doing, but I know what I'm doing. I know what I need to do, and yeah. uh, I I usually have I haven't historically had much choice in what I know I need to do. It's just so yeah. part, of, part of the deal. Yeah. I've got a listener question for you, if you don't mind. Oh, okay, and sure. I don't, Why not? I, I don't know if, if it's a time for that because I know we're. You said you only have. We're getting a close time. to. Th we're getting close to three hours, but all right. Well, I'll, I'll take a listener question, and then we can probably um, wrap up. I'll just read the whole thing because because. I'm yeah, honored. This is my first listener it's question. Long. All right. Um, after listening to both episodes of Praxis, a few things were unclear. For example. Uh, you describe yourself as a deep purist where he you built out his method and equipment with the Casabon material and went on to describe how adding extra details to the four small S, uh, sigillum deamets under the legs of the table added extra nuance or focus to the work makes sense but at another point in the reference in the conversation there was a reference to, made to the fact that some of the more basic furniture is unused missing the specific exa example was the red carpet I was right. hoping you could elaborate on the differences. It seems like a red carpet is rather easier to procure and use than the effort required to execute the fine detail work on those tiny SDA. One other interesting part was where you describe your approach with the Abra Mellon work, starting with Lieber Samic, a hacked system, custom, hacked custom universal yeah. hexagram designed to synthesize multiple hexagrams and reduce the multiple hexagrams being needed to be drawn. And finally, his, your insistence on taking the Abramelin text as a framework skeleton that requires customization and extension. After all of that, the subtext seemed to be that consistency and intent were the keys. Is there any way you can get into a bit more about the details of how you extended and customized? Okay. 
people really pay so, attention to this shit for some that, reason. Yeah, there's there was a lot there. Okay, so let me I'll try to go through and and if we need to revisit the question because it was it was a lot and I should have I could have written it down. Yeah, no, I couldn't have written it down. Yeah. I'm I'm not that fast a typist. But okay, so as far as the materials, yeah, I I haven't made absolutely everything. I haven't made the banners, and I haven't made the the rug or the carpet, the nine foot carpet that I think it's supposed you're supposed to do. Uh, the, for a while there, what I did to, uh, as sort of a workaround, I would do either the SIRP or the SBRP, depending on what I felt the energies were needed. So that was, that was how I did it. And of course, if you know those, then you know that the Enochian, the same Enochian names are in both. So, you know, you're, you're, you're giving that acknowledgement to, to the names of God. As far as the, the red carpet, yeah, it's probably easier in some ways. You could probably, you could go to a fabric store and, and, and get a silk uh, rug or enough fabric to make a silk, silk rug. It's nine feet. Uh, I'm, you know, a nine foot rug in any room is very dominant. Uh, it's also, I also have cats at home. So uh, uh, let's, let's, we, we have to deal with reality. Yeah. So the universal hexagram, what that is, or a hacked, the hacked hexagram, what that is, what they're referring to is Stenwick's, uh, I don't know if he still has that up in a site, back in my day, a while ago, and we're talking about 10 years ago, that's, you know, at least, probably closer to 15, um, when I was still following Stenwick all the way back then, what he talks about is a hexagram and it goes like this and you know maybe it'll i'll do it from my position so you'll have to like reverse it in your head but like it was something you start at the center of a hex of a of a golden dawn hex style hexagram and i'll just do this as if it's a wand you know and it would go right here and he would go you go up down make this triangle and then down the opposite direction like that okay so that's the sort of thing that you would do for a solar style hexagram is uh, instead of having to make all 12 of those like you would do in the original Golden Dawn system, right? So yeah, I mean, yeah, do it from every, absolutely every point and then go backwards and do it. It's like, that's that's a lot. And I, you know, I, you know, especially if I were to do that right now, I just had like a little minor procedure back here. So I'm not gonna be doing that with with all that. Um, so that's, that's what they're referring to there. So uh, I chose to use that. It's not that I did not use the, the Crowley Unicursal Hexagram. I find absolutely nothing wrong with it. It's just not something that I did for whatever reason I wanted to use the a version of the Golden Dawn hexagram with that. So that's why I did that. Uh, that's that's the hack that Stenwick put out. I don't know if he still is using that. I'm presuming it's in his he does. book, Mastering the Mystical Heptarchy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Then then there you go. I, I yeah. you know I'm I, I I've 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 used that book. I didn't use all of the rituals in that. You know you you, you cobbled together. Yeah, you, you did can. the GD style, which is more uh, SIRP SBRP. Right. Rather, right. Yeah. That that's definitely or what, we, H, what we would but, do. Yeah. 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 But yeah. Oh um, yeah. Well, both. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, that's yeah. good to know. Yeah. See, I don't I don't know how this stuff has evolved, and so but at any rate. Um, so the question about the HGA work. So I, I, I'm, I'm, look, I'm, I'm just a person, right? So what I, what I, you know, come on, man. I'm, I'm, come on, man. Yeah, I'm being, I'm, I'm giving this highly defensive, you know, please don't hurt me kind of thing. But um, I'm, 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 I'm joking and I'm teasing, you know. So please take this in the spirit of, of, of friendly. Uh, hey, uh, Josh. Everyone here, everyone here is a lying dog-faced pony soldier. 
<laughs> yeah, everybody. Yeah, and you know, so so I'm probably I'm I'm always worried because like people people may take the approach and and I'm you know I'm I'm trying to be you know nice you know you know we we get minnesota nice because we're so close to canadian nice you know that's why we get that we get, we're like almost an honorary province in that sense uh mm -hmm. culturally but yeah but uh well uh I, I could get sidetracked with that but like I, look i i do what i do i'm not uh i'm not going to say that um what i did was perfect or for everybody else keep in mind that so the reason let, let's get back to the why i was doing the hj work what what started that off so the the issue was that my live-in mother-in-law because my wife wanted to have her live with us because she was getting older and all of that and she got that diagnosis of breast cancer and nothing kind of clears the senses that more than realizing than getting this idea yeah i kind of got to get with my shit in my life because i could die so i'm going to die someday so it's probably a good idea for me to be um real and to try to get a lot of these things going you know if you want to make spiritual progress and you just or, uh, what i was doing is i was kind of circling around with you know lbrp sometimes mpr and then uh the uh and then the occasional planetary work you know just working off out of stenwick system yeah. but i realized i gotta i gotta I, I gotta upgrade my stuff so the abramelin thing that i did was I went online and I, I studied other people. So I looked, I saw Scarlett Magdalene on the Witches and Wine podcast, and she talks about how she had to modify that. So I did something kind of similar where I um, modify, so she talks about having to like go in the parking lot. She did that kind of isolation. So she could go in the parking lot in her car and pray there and do the whole, the whole nine yards. Cause you're supposed to pray like three times a day. So what I would, what I, what I did just to try to, condense this into a quick procedure about what people do what, what people can do i mean people are going to take different approaches i would at first i was following libersomic and i was doing that with the um the invocation or the uh the uh lir excuse me the girh for uh the sephirot of uh tiferet and I would, um, and then I would also do the uh, Libra Samic. And I would try to do that and in, with increasing frequency. And it turns out that I, I almost wonder if this happened because I bought the Dane translation of Abermelon, but, uh, you know, because I, I went around to that. But the whole process, so I started with that. And for whatever reason, I just felt, no, you, you need to be doing Abermelon instead of that. So, I, I'm kind of in a weird position where it, the whole process took about uh, 18 months and it kind of more or less started, it started, you know, with, you know, roughly around the time, you know, like, you know, maybe, you know, I want to say early April of 2017 and that it, it finished up in October of 2018. So it was roughly 18 months. Um, but what I did was I started off with Libra Samic with that, uh, golden with that uh, greater invoking ritual of the hexagram to tip for it. Uh, and I would do that regularly. I would do it like morning, noon, night, and it's tough going into your car in a Texas heat and doing all that. Uh, but I would do that. Uh, I, I started off, excuse me, I did that part mainly at mainly at home, right? And trying to do that kind of once a day. The, the switch to Abermelon 
was about, let's say roughly six months into that process. And so I like made the oil, I made the, I made what I could. And I would go into the car, I would do the thrice daily prayers, but I still kept that GIRH. <clears throat> and at first I was like doing LBRP, but I'm just like, eh. you know, eventually you have to think about time constraints with this. So I did that for a very long time, I think almost, very close towards the end. And then I got, the, I, I remembered uh, the Aether of Zid being what Crowley talked about where he has this whole discussion about where you meet your guardian angel and all of that. So I switched, I, I started incorporating or I started scrying. I'm sure I got partial, I know I got partial visions of that Aether, but it was starting to bring in this energy. So when my HGA appeared, if you're going to try to compare me to somebody like Rufus Opus or whatever, it's not going to be a one-to-one -one comparison. And the reason I say that is because I was getting, as I went along, I got, I was getting more and more desperate. Okay. I'll just, you know, and that's probably a good place to be in because that is that nice humility, that less than sand place that you need to be in order for that to happen. Now I still using the, I still got confirmation in the form of, I had that silver plate like my wife in, had a, an inherited silver plate and I used that like they have in that translation to get that sigil for your HGA. I did that and that was enough confirming to me because I could see it. It was very clear. Speaking of divisible appearance, that's that's as close as I can say is that, that okay, it was, it was like this afterburn in my eyes. And I could see it on that plate and I wrote it down and it's, I still have it with me, um, that initial drawing of it. So uh, that's that's kind of what I did that way. And I forget the last part of the question because <laughs> I've answered two of those at length. Um, but what was the third part? I want to be sure I answer that and give a give a full answer. Yeah. Well, well great answers. Um... But but yeah, when, when mine appeared, so, so while you're looking at that, I think that my HGA, so in Egyptian magic, doing that sort of thing, they do talk about, or uh, Greek magic, Greco-Egyptian magic, they talk about a tutelary spirit and that you can do it via whatever magical means that they have. And Crowley was trying to reproduce that with Libra Samek. My thinking on this is that there's probably more, either, either just one for you, like a personal thing, or there's multiple diamonds that you can get very, with different systems that are very that are for you to be used by you very extraordinarily personal to you that abramelin is probably one version of that that you <coughs> through, through uh, egyptian jewish magic that uh that libersamic is probably much more of like a greco-egyptian and i think that if you do enochian uh, for whatever reason so i think mine is kind of like something of either a fusion or of evolution from one to the to the last one but that's that's what i had uh that i'm pretty sure that it was that's why i got so into enochian because i got some some of that enochian flavor to my hga what if for the, whatever personal what whatever this life. this yeah this being higher self true self or or holy guardian angel is what if mm -hmm how we experience them isn't different because they're different beings but because the different ways we contact them establishes us sort of through a unique radio signal mm -hmm. and it's the, that's just the frequency that we are hearing them on and therefore yeah. by doing it in different systems you get multiple channels to this same true self yeah. yeah i mean the way i did it is i should have been much more uh, there are a lot of things i would have done differently 
but I, I, I went through the whole process. What was that last part of the question? I know I'm missing something. Oh, it was just on custom, extend, extending and customization, I think. Oh, uh, of the, of Enochian or? Uh, oh, there was a part about the furniture. Yeah, yeah I've covered the furniture, yeah, the HGA thing. Okay, yeah, so it, it's, a, it's a good question. I mean, it, like, I, I wish I, I could like go into a, a lot of detail. It's like, um, yeah, shout out. I th Thanks I think for the could, question, Saskatchewan. I, yeah, yeah, I, I am appear. I, I do appreciate the question, and I, I, I hope I answered it fulsomely and respect respectfully. I want, I want to. I think your answer was awesome. Thank you. I, 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 I didn't. Um, I did not use uh, Castalban's stuff. Uh, I did not refer no. to any of that. No. Okay. That was, that was me. So. So what are your I, what are, what are your main Enochian books? What are your top four or five? Yeah, so uh, uh, Leech's volumes on the Enochian language, uh, the angelical language, I think is what they call it, or angelic language. So volume one and two, uh, I've referred to the Enochian, essentially Enochian grimoire, uh, Stenwick's two books. I'm still waiting for volume three uh, on uh, mastering the watchtowers, or the mastering, I think it's the watchtowers and then the, the heptarchy. The third one's on the, the third one's theirs, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, and of course, my go-to for for just re refreshing some basic stuff is is Lon Maluticats. But those are those yeah. are like my four. Those are those are my my main sources. Sometimes I'll go back to Jason's course. Sometimes I'll go back to that masterclass course. I'm trying, man. If you, if you really like, this is this is like the kind of the the kind of mentality that I've been in. But you know, I can I can definitely say a lot of this is just like Uranus transiting both my luminaries because I was born under a new moon, so it's just like boom, 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 and I and it's going on and on and on. I'm like, oh, <laughs> at that level of intensity. But you know, I'm I'm lucky. I'm, I'm I'm very fortunate to have like fallen into this and and gotten uh, some some really beautiful experiences. Awesome. Well, I hope we actually get to one day work, uh, do some operations together when I'm in Texas. Uh, I'll show you some crazy book, book H shit. I was taught that people, mm. it's just like invented oral tradition last 30, 40 years, I guess. Or who knows? <laughs> like there's so many temples and adepts that have floated around during the 20th century, way more than people realize. I mean, if they don't yeah. know, just read Zaleski's accounts and talk, talk, open your eyes. Um, and so, yeah. so many of them floated around and taught different people and so many techniques were developed like i was talking one to pat beeman's old uh, guys damian murphy in in seattle and he's been doing using golden dawn formulas to initiate people just into the neophyte for for many years um and then doing the eucharist and watchtowers for people like friends of friends even to come see it which is amazing and he's mm -hmm. you know initiated by regardi's girlfriend and uh damn back in that in those days and so there's all these different uh, streams going along it's such a fruitful time to be a magician and be exploring these things and like we were talking yeah. earlier i wanted to say um when you talked about the the the, the fact when we talked about the fact that even if we uh come up with the best possible theory on on it we won't know the answers often so we may as well experiment we may as this is the yeah. time yeah. now or never exactly baby. yeah you know, one life to live isn't that the name of the soap opera but yeah it's uh it's true it's like you know try stuff out and you know i, I stick with angelic stuff um because it's been to, you know i i just that's 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 my inclination i think i'm just that way yeah. but at the same time you also have to be pretty grounded 
And so, you know, whether I'm outside, out back gardening, or if I'm, you know, doing whatever, I'm, I'm just, I, I try to like, make sure I'm walking pretty well in both worlds. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on the podcast and doing this dance with me, brother. It's yeah. been fabulous. It's been great to uh, listen to you. So for people who don't know, they got to listen to you twice now and they need to hear these on Praxis Behind the Obscure. Um, yep. The first one and the second one, the video with you show, doing a show and tell, which mm -hmm. I'm glad because that, that meant that we could get into the weeds of a lot of different things. We, I was really glad by how, how much we covered of the main operation you've just done as well as all these other ideas, which you have really interesting thoughts on. Uh, fascinating. And uh, you, Lux, po Lux Occult podcast. You did a great yeah. episode with her. And she's, she's wonderful. What a great, what a great. She's great. Too. Like, and, so, and a mind. It's just, yeah, I'm glad that there's so much happening. Like you said, there's, there's too much happening, but thank God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's what we need because that way, you know, there's not, you don't have to just find the one podcast, you know. And I was also, I was recently on, um, a, a, on a completely different topic on uh, Unleash Monday and just talking about giftedness and that's how, what I saw. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like, I don't know what, if I, if I had to give an astrological explanation, I'd be like, well, you know, zodiacal releasing from the lot of spirit and, you know, I'm, I'm in an L1, L2 peak period, but all that's going to go away after September in September, you know, that'll be, that'll be the end of that. I'll, I'll, I'll finally downshift and probably the Uranus transit will start, you know, finally getting mm. past my, my luminaries and my ascendant. So it'll, it'll chill out a little bit. Oh yeah. We, we could, there's so many areas we could talk about it, go into astrology yeah. and, and all that stuff. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to do it again. All right. Thanks brother. I certainly yeah. will. All right. Cliff. Shalom. Thank you very much. Day, I've, I've had a pleasure. It's, it's right. been a pleasure. Awesome. <laughs> Hermetic Science Enterprises is a publishing company based in Scotland, UK, that specializes in Western esoteric printed literature as well as educational videos. With various imprints under its belt, its roster consists of grimoire tradition literature, alchemical works, Golden Dawn tradition books, and the several texts and videos originally belonging to the philosophers of nature. Besides its downloadable videos and standard hardcover edition books, Hermetic Science Enterprises also produces beautiful and precious limited fine edition books that are true pieces of art. For more information to order any of its products, please visit www.hermeticscienceenterprises.co.uk that's hermeticscienceenterprises.co.uk. And as a lot of you know, I've uh, talked with the publisher Lenny on the podcast before, including a six-hour epic uh, extended version on the Patreon, and uh, seen the fine edition of his new grimoire of Scott's Discovery of Witchcraft, which is only available for purchase up to 50 limited copies uh, till the end of May, I believe. So check it out now. Hermetic Science Enterprises.co.uk